about human beings or <laughs> say it on air. <laughs> Yup, yup. Can you hear yourself? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, we just lost your glasses. Yeah, I did. I did just you lost, lost, lose my glasses. Mm hmm. I do fun. understand why people have headphones on when they're doing Right? The hearing this yeah. now? Mm hmm. Zones you in, kind of. Kind of locks you in. Mm-hmm. Also, you kind of feel locked. You're like, shit, I can't <laughs> escape this now. We're in a different zone. I gotta take this seriously. Alrighty, no coincidences. Like, yeah. Is so it, everything has a purpose to it, basically. Is it rolling? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> the idea of no coincidences is not necessarily rooted in, let's say, superstition. Okay. okay. But the idea that something as arbitrary as someone's shirt's color can change the way you perceive them. Mm. That's a real thing, you know. Okay. And so it's understudied also in the psychological literature. I don't think there's enough that we know about it. Mm-hmm. But we obviously know that people respond to specific colors and specific shapes, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just general things like that. So, like in general, everything. I, I yeah, I think I subscribe to that. Then, mm-hmm. so how I picture that always is, um, like everything's energy. Basically, it's just whatever medium it chew, it's flowing through at that moment. Mm-hmm. So there's a particular energy that radiates off a red shirt as opposed to a blue shirt. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean, yeah. Uh, fuck it, let's just jump into it, I guess. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, if this were a simulation. Okay. Because I'm a computer science guy. I'm really into the simulation stuff. The thing with me is I have a certain eye for specific colors. Okay. So just naturally my eye, um, what's the word? It naturally shifts, I suppose, or, or is attracted to certain colors. Okay. You like know? you focus on certain colors? Naturally. Okay. So from, for me, I have some color combinations also. I'm like, okay, that color combination is very common. Or that color combination, like the co- color combination of orange and blue. Very mm. common color combination. Like extremely common. It's complementary, looks aesthetic, okay. used in multiple brand logos, blah, 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 blah. But the way I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is essentially that if this were a simulation, the the moment when those colors start to appear mm-hmm. won't really be arbitrary. Okay. You understand what I'm trying to say? So like that pattern that you see that's very common, there's a reason that's common? Is that what you're saying? I mean, that's more about, I won't really say that's why it's common. I'm just, uh, what I'm trying to say is that the utility of bringing forth that pattern at specific intervals that could condition you. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay. So if the color orange makes you feel pleasant mm-hmm. and you're inside a simulation, each time the color orange shows up, even if even in your periphery, you're kind of slightly calmed down. So okay. there are these micro shifts that can happen in your mood that can alter your behavior very, very slightly. Okay. So the, the thing with that was it's your, it's your left lens that popped out. Mm. So you think there was something to that? No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, dude, it's just, I'm just theorizing. I'm just like, yeah, shit yeah. some giggles off right <laughs> Like, obviously, n- none of this means anything. The only thing that we can really conclude is, for sure, yeah, colors have an impact on mood. Obviously, it's so simple. Like, duh, right? Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, blue is sad and red is compassionate or hot or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, obviously, there's, there's things that impact your mood. Even shapes. Like, if, if, you're, if you're near something rough, there's a, there's a sense of unease there. 
That's why blankets are not rough. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're soft. They're supposed to make you feel calm. They're supposed to make you feel relaxed. Yeah. Even the quality of someone's voice. That's why we have singers. Some people's voice are just, you just can't listen to them. Mm. But some people's voice kind of puts you in a trance. It kind of slow you down a little bit. You yeah. Know? So that's the thing with... um. Okay. Just that's what I'm. It's it's more sensory. Yeah. I'm talking about the sensory. Like things have different frequencies, almost. Sure. Yeah. You can you can definitely perceive it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also about how your brain is perceiving the frequencies. Because mm-hmm. things have different frequencies. Mm-hmm. That's just a truth. It's a it's a physical truth. Mm-hmm. But that's the interesting thing that your brain can perceive those frequencies. Yeah. In specific way, specific ways and and have specific results. Yeah. And that's the thing. Okay. So you've you've seen these patterns play out like in different. Ooh, yeah places and that that you've experienced yeah but obviously i don't know if that's a pattern or if that's just imagination because it could be just imagination mm. like I'm, I'm just walking down the street some guy's wearing an orange shirt and i'm thinking this ex- specific thing that i'm thinking uh, part of my mind's like oh obviously your thought's going to get reinforced because you saw something you really like right so if you're thinking about chocolate and then the next thing you see is orange which is funnily a great complementary combination chocolate and orange mm. but anyway if you if you think mm. about chocolate and you see orange there's a reinforcement going on 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 if you maybe you'll think more about chocolate okay you know maybe you'll yeah. want chocolate something like that yeah or if you see something orange and and someone says something to you someone wearing an orange shirt's talking to you and your favorite color is orange mm. maybe you'll be more receptive maybe you'll want to talk to that person again mm-hmm. simple arbitrary things like that yeah have you have you put thought to like where to take this next? Like if like to leverage patterns in a certain way to help put a different off uh, affect on people or um, I guess like to utilize it in a specific way. Like, have you thought about the next step? If this is like something that's has weight to it, has legs to it. I mean, the way I see it is that's a great point. First of all, but, I personally don't don't do that. Okay, you just notice it all I the time. I just notice things. Okay. I, yeah, I'm very um, what's the word? I'm very cerebral like that. I try yeah. to I try to find observations and patterns and all that. But um, when it comes to a part of me is like that's kind of manipulative. Mm. It kind of it just feels dirty. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like um, if you were to leverage it. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Doesn't it feel dirty? Like I know someone's favorite color and I show up in that fucking shirt the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dirty, right? You're kind of like already one-upping the person I- in a weird way. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, he's a monkey. Mm. And I obviously know about the fucking theories and stuff. So I'm just going to wear this specific mm. thing to kind of, you know, yeah. hypnotize him a little bit. But don't you do that like when you go to get food, you speak nicely to the person so they give you good service? Like we already kind of codify not in a way like codify how we interact with people based on how we want to deal with them that's where i'm different and um i don't man i I try to treat people the exact same way Mm -hmm. so the thing is i'm very aware that people have biases and i'm not trying to make a leftist woke argument here Mm -hmm. but what i'm trying to say is just simple human truisms Mm -hmm. like an unattractive face versus an attractive face and we can have a discussion on that also Mm -hmm. but to put it in very simple terms you know an, an unattractive face when you see you, and you know an attractive face when you see you. It's very simple. Yeah. And I noticed, man, um, I was looking at this coworker of mine, and I had headphones on, and I was blasting music, so I couldn't really see what he was saying. But just the way he was saying it, just the way his lips were moving and his eyes were slightly squinted, mm-hmm. and he was talking to this other guy who was not attractive. 
it was like you could sense like the disdain that he had for the unattractive guy. Mm. So I'm very monotonous in my inflection. I'm very, you know, just straight. Straightforward, yeah. I'm very yeah. plain. And I and that's an effort. I make I make that a conscious effort. Okay. I make a conscious effort that if I see someone that's unattractive, sometimes I'm even nicer to them. Slight slightly more so. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll say something, I'll say like uh, I'll say, I'll call him boss. Mm-hmm. What's up, boss? I'll mm-hmm. say that to like kind of lift him up a little yeah, bit because yeah. they never get to hear. They're, they're usually like, oh, "Yeah, man, whatever, just do it." That you know, they always have yeah. that. Oh, leave me alone, man. I don't. You know, they mm-hmm. always have that vibe that's kind of seeping into their lives and just ruining them inside out. But I'm like, "What's up, boss?" Like I just say that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, how how you doing today? Just try to be slightly yeah. nicer because it it makes a difference, man. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that that puts it to an interesting question of like, is it more proper? to just be straight faced with everybody in dealing with them, mm-hmm. whether they're in a more disadvantaged position or more advantageous position, just be straight with them every single time or maybe be straight with everybody up until you find somebody that is disadvantaged and then give them an upper leg. But then that is having a preference, particularly for somebody else, you know, not, mm-hmm. not saying either of any of that is good or bad, but there is, you know, then a emphasis on a preference for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, the first thing you can do is just don't be a dick to anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Don't be overly negative and horrible. Yeah. Yeah, just don't be a piece of shit to someone. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. don't have that infliction of anger or resent. Mm-hmm. It, just come on, be a little bit conscious. You're very humans. You know, mm-hmm. don't be so just blind to to the way you get you're coming across. Just be. Just be, n- first of all, be kind. Mm-hmm. How how hard is that? Mm-hmm. You know, just be kind to someone. Be slow with them. Don't don't rush things. Mm-hmm. You know, don't talk too fast. People do that also. Yeah. When they don't like someone, they talk really yeah. fast. Just to, to get to the point. Just yeah. to get to the point. Just slow down a little bit. You yeah. know, like relax. Don't rush it. Make make people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. But nextly, the thing with with your your preference thing is. I perceive systems. So the way I'm, what I'm trying to, okay. I perceive systems. Yeah. What I mean by that is there's the individual system, there's the group system, there's the corporation system. Mm-hmm. So specific systems have specific power leverages, that, which it obviously they have, right? Yeah. Duh. Yeah. So a, a group has more resources by definition because it's a group. Right? An individual does not have as many resources because you're a singular being. So, solo wizard, right? (laughs) I'm a solo wizard too. Mm -hmm. So, I'm saying as a solo wizard, the thing that you need to keep in mind is that, first of all, you don't have a lot of power yet because you're young. Mm-hmm. You're young, right? Probably, I'm, I'm guessing the people that listen to, n- I don't think 50 fucking year old dudes are going to listen to this. <laughs> right? The person that's listening to this is probably 19, maybe 17, mm-hmm. s- maybe even 16, maybe 20, something like that in the college range, right? Yeah. So you don't have a lot of power, man, obviously. Like, look, you're young. You're mm-hmm. probably not that smart. Not not saying that you're... I know what you mean, though. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're not experienced. Yeah. And, um, so that's what I'm trying to say, that the simplest thing you can do is just beware that Eventually, you probably will have power because mm. you are the very rare person that can actually level up solo. Mm-hmm. Very rare thing, man. Yeah. Leveling up solo, most people don't. Yeah. They don't even, they just, yeah. they regress solo. Yeah. It's as you were saying the other day, the, the regression graph. Mm-hmm. That time is ticking mm-hmm. and time is making you worse. Yeah. 
after the age of 25, but <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> but time is ticking, and eventually it's going to make you weaker and lazier mm-hmm. and it'll make you want to settle, mm-hmm. make you not want to try as hard, Yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, just keep that in mind that you will have power. Then it's important mm-hmm. to not have that preference. Yeah. Today, hey, man, if you're being slightly nicer to a guy that's not, not given the genetic lottery, it's just going to make his day slightly better. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he'll think you're a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like, I, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like almost just the one thing, these things are directional. It's like oh. if I talk like this, you know, it's how. I see. So just to, so your voice comes through clear. But gotcha. um, something that w- I thought of a lot of things when you went through all that. But one thing was um, how we'll all start out young and incapable. Mm-hmm. And then eventually everybody that's in the start and then at the end, eventually we're all going to get weak and die. And then we have this middle part that mm-hmm. everybody's like, well, what's the meaning of life? What do we do with this? And I think maybe it's not the only thing, but I think one thing, everybody wants to get to this point where they have power. And power is neither good or bad. You can use it different ways. But we want it, everybody wants to have power, you know, to be competent and be experienced in certain areas, you know, and that manifests in different ways. I think what I like to try to connect it back to what you're saying is that um, it's better to figure out yourself in that early stage and be somebody that's in like a metaphorical sense, like physically strong enough to wield that sword of power. Because if you don't and then you get to the middle stage and that power drops into you, then you're so weak that you can't even pick it up and, and wield it correctly. And you might try to pick it up and drop it on somebody that you loved. You might use it in um, wrong ways and it might be unintended or it might be intended, you know. But I, what, I, what you said that, that made me think of is trying to, for us, like be the man before you have anything and then when you have everything you can wield that correctly because you already have that guidance from having nothing and then right after that we'll all die <laughs> but we have this middle zone maybe where not but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay but you see what i'm saying with like and i'm not saying this is the only thing but i think a lot of people want to find and i, I use power loosely i think of it as like competence almost and we and we can have competence in many different ways. That's kind of what's beautiful about our society right now, I think, is that like you can get into programming and do very well in that. I can get into health and exercise science or somebody can get into nursing or somebody can start their own homeless shelter or start a construction company or start painting, like anything they want to do. Our society is functioning best when they have the opportunity to go pursue that, you know? Um, so the, just allowing that opportunity for people to have nothing and then grow to that point where they become the man and then have something. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of caveats there. I mean, I don't think it's, it's necessarily easy to just, Mm-mm. just no. do that. Cause it, no. man, I mean, I don't know if you want to, if you want to discuss the economic condition of the college systems right now, mm. it's, it's fucking abysmal, man. Mm-hmm. We can, do you want to get into that? I like that we jumped into it. I mm-hmm. almost want to get your backstory. Oh, my so backstory? That we can get a, okay. Because I barely know you, but also <laughs> at the same time, um, I guess just for listeners to know, 
yeah. where you're coming from as well. Because um, mm-hmm. we met maybe two, three weeks ago. So I haven't known you that long. But um, I don't know. I feel like something clicked. And I, oh, you have yeah. an interesting mind. Oh, and yeah. I like talking with you. And that's why I wanted to have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess let's just start from the very beginning of like where were you born? Where did you grow up? Right. Um, How did you get to right here and now in front of me, I guess? Yeah, there's a there's a lot lot to unpack because I've just had a I would say I've had a long life not in terms of time spent but in terms of experiences diversity of experiences mm. man it's like it's been a long fucking life and okay um you know how people have phases yeah so there's like the kid phase and then there's the edgy phase I've had uh, almost too many phases <laughs> too many because video games also kind of mm. video games they give you a lot of exposure to mm-hmm. weird shit mm. so if, especially if you're playing role-playing games you're like what the fuck is <laughs> you know anyway but so just to get into the, the reality of the situation it's um so yeah i grew up in this really small little city called firozpur okay in india in india okay and that city is on the border of india and pakistan okay very small little city uh pretty economically deprived not, mm-hmm. not nothing much going on the funny thing is today the biggest industry in that city is immigration so that's a funny so, you know, how is it a industry? Like, how do you, you know how you money? guys have, um, the, the process of basically enrolling into college. Mm-hmm. There's agents that do that for you and send you overseas, mm. which is a real travesty. I'm not even going to get into that right now. I will later on, but yeah. for now uh, it's essentially, it's a, it's a city that's a dying very slowly. Just um, cause I'm curious, like, is it a system where they're trying to, it's like, a you pay them these agents and they'll send you wherever you want to go to the United States or Canada, or is Man, that what's going on? They'll send you where, where where you can fucking fit in. Okay. Does that make sense? So basically, do they kind of just choose where you go? Or do yeah. You, okay. Yeah. So okay. What, what they basically, it's really, it's a shitty system. So is it they, almost like human traffic, like bordering human trafficking? I mean, it's not that unethical because it's still consensual, if that makes sense. But the thing is, man, people, people in that city are simple people. Hmm. So these agents, what they have is they have something called, called a partnership with these lower standard colleges. Okay. And for every person that enrolls in those colleges, they get a commission on that makes sense okay so people's hard-earned money so what i'm trying to essentially say is a, a student in my city yeah that's what i did yeah a student in my city can study independently or study using you know whatever go to a go to a coaching center whatever you study you apply to the college you want to go you have an aspiration to a specific college you want to go mm-hmm. and then you go there that's not how that works so what they tell you to do is they tell you to take the ielts exam if you know what the ielts exam is it's okay. a it's a English test aptitude exam. Okay. It's called IELTS. IELTS. So they okay. take the IELTS exam and on the, the you're basically supposed to get six bands. So six bands is like your English is competent, decent. Okay. You get that and then they basically you give you give your certificate to these um agents. Okay. They they see where you can fit in and they just send you there. Okay. That's it willy nilly. And is that anywhere over the world? Almost? No. Canada, that's it for okay. the most part. I mean okay. you can go to Australia. Okay. It's tougher. Uh, some people try to go to Germany. Okay. But the 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 it, it's it's the funny thing is you can see it like a metaphor for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it's kind of. It's not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Judicially, it's, it's not human. It's trafficking. getting close to it though. Man, it basically is because they're sending these like laborers and these the people that are not extremely scholarly gifted, mm-hmm. and they're sending them to these substandard colleges mm. and they essentially just en- end up becoming workers there mm. you know what i mean yeah like the, the degrees that they do are arbitrary meaningless okay they go there they earn money and then they live their life there okay. basically is what they're doing yeah 
Yeah, I've never heard of anything like that. So it's really interesting. And I bet oh, yeah. we could dig into that deeper oh, dude, later. India is there is so many things that I have to tell you about India that are that are so just Yeah. Um, deadly in a way to, yeah. to the to the young spirit. Yeah, it's, it really it really crushes you, man. I mean, trust me. Yeah, we'll get into that though. Okay. So you were born there. I was born in that city. Yeah. <laughs> just slowly dying because people, the young people, are leaving out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born to luckily an entrepreneur, and he, not something crazy. He basically sold computers. Okay. So it was the year two thousand. Computers were a new thing, even in America, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, you guys have Commodore 64s and all that weird shit <laughs> and Macintosh and all. Anyway, <laughs> let's look at Microsoft Windows. Mm-hmm. So Microsoft Windows was 98. N- yeah, yeah, Windows 98 had just come out yeah. two years ago or a year ago. Um, personal computers were on the rise. My father saw this opportunity. He, he believed in technology. So he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I'm going to sell these computers. So all he did was he would travel inside a car to a, to a bigger different city that's like at least like 200 miles away. Okay. He would pick up stuff from there, bring it to this small little tiny city, and um, he knew what he was doing. So he assembled these computers, sold parts, mm-hmm. sold laptops, troubleshooted, repaired, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. That's w- that was my father. So he was okay. an entrepreneur, believed in science, yeah. exactly like me in a way. Yeah. But just a different generation and less uh, less access to information. Yeah. Because the internet wasn't that big. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So I had the fortune mm-hmm. of growing up with a computer at a very early age. And at school, I was kind of the small kid, man. I was bullied. I was beat up a lot. Um, I, was, I was called names. I was singled out a lot. It was pretty sad. And uh, But, you know, I, I survived because mm-hmm. I always had that computer that I could go and escape to in a, in a, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So I would go to school because my parents told me to go to school. And then I would look forward to going back home and just playing my video games or whatever. Yeah. And that's basically what I did from the age of, let's say, 11 to the age of, uh, I would say, 15. Okay. That's, that's the that's middle development age. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, there's millions of stories that I can tell you about online multiplayer gaming and all that. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously, that's not, that's not what's relevant right now. Hmm. So, I did that and I learned how to speak English by basically playing with people in America. So I'd play these games. Mm. I would converse with them. They, they started making fun of my Indian accent. Yeah. Because, dude, first of all, I'm 12. Yeah. I sound like a fucking mouse. <laughs> I'm squeaky as hell. Yeah. I'm a yeah. small kid. And on top of that, um, my accent. Mm-hmm. So I was like, huh, these motherfuckers. I was like, okay. <laughs> Not that I'm like, you know, obviously, like, you're going to do that. You're going to single out the guy that talks funny. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But I was like, these motherfuckers, huh? I, you know what? I, I, let's see. I, I think I can talk like them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even I, didn't even, I didn't even know what an accent was. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, fuck it. I'll talk like these guys. Mm-hmm. So I started talking like you guys. Mm-hmm. And eventually they couldn't even tell that I was Indian or not. They're mm. like, okay, this guy is one of us. <laughs> so the bullying kind of lessened. It still sounded like a squeaker, which is a funny thing. They still make fun of you because you sound He's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a kid playing with these fucking 30 year olds at times. <laughs> But yeah, so that was uh, how I learned English and vocabulary and all that. And the American accent. And the American took accent. On, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, just listening. It was a lot of listening yeah. to people, their stories, yeah. talking to them. Did you find patterns in like speech there? Did that stick out like the colors did or was that? Back then I wasn't that uh, conscious about it. Okay. It was very okay. subconscious. Yeah. Like obviously the machinery was still there. Mm. Not obviously, but I think it was. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to sit down and be introspective about it yeah you had the parts but maybe the software wasn't running something like that yeah (laughs) i couldn't see it actively like how right now i can see things Mm -hmm. i can like okay that's interesting there's some connection going on there back then subconscious 
mm-hmm. unconscious, yeah. just normal, like yeah, uh, yeah. adaptive. Okay. So. So that was like see. middle school-ish kind of years, right? That was for sure middle school. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful days. Beautiful days. Mm. Beautiful memories. Um, you know how you were thinking about your past and you almost can feel it a little bit. Mm. It's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's always been the weather. So if you if you have a specific weather that you really like mm-hmm. and you think about that when you were 16, you can feel it. Yeah. You can just feel that state of mind that you were in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And when I, when I put, put myself in that state of mind, it's beautiful. Mm. I feel that just euphoria, like the serene euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, that smell of, of the rain, that the coldness in the air, you know, um, the, the colors, the dampness of the colors mm. in a calm way, the rainy season. That's what I'm trying to describe. Yeah. Right. The lights are off on purpose, even in the evenings when it's dark, but the colors are just kind of damp and wet. Everything is just kind of clumped together it's kind of yeah. nice so it was there were beautiful days man and i i don't regret a single single day um yeah but yeah i didn't fit in with other kids because mm-hmm. of the technological gap yeah i was playing video games they were playing whatever the fuck they were playing yeah <laughs> so i didn't really fit in there then i got an anime also mm-hmm. had a brief anime period but and dude fuck it i'm gonna defend anime for a second right <laughs> anime is archetypes dude mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's no difference between Greek mythology and Naruto. Mm. Like, fuck you if you think there's a difference <laughs> between Greek mythology and Naruto. <laughs> fuck you. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same fucking thing, man. Like, mm-hmm. people don't get it. It's like, oh yeah, you like anime? Fuck you, <laughs> dude. It's like, it's like, yeah. You, you, people pray to gods back in the day. It's fucking the same exact yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Same exact thing. What's a character? A character's a bunch of patterns. Mm. What does a pattern do? Do things. Those things that the pattern does, we're interested in. Naruto is a pattern who's doing things. That's what you're interested in. You want to be like the fucking pattern. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. how do I become like Naruto? You know? Mm-hmm. So, th- and it's funny because that was my favorite anime growing up. The isolated, zoned out, singled out kid. Now I'm in America. Mm-hmm. And I, I have like actually things to say that are somewhat interesting. So obviously what I'm doing is working. Mm. And, I, and I actually saw that show very religiously or watched it very religiously when I was a kid. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, that animes are not arbitrary. They're mm. only, things are only as arbitrary as you want them to be, man. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And that I mean that. Yeah. So you can, you can watch, a, watch a movie, and that might be the most important thing you've ever done in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Or you can watch, let's say you can read the Bible, and you're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> so things are only as arbitrary as you want them to be. Yeah. But anyway, so I had, a, I had an anime phase, and I saw Death Note, and Death Note did make me question morality. Because mm. have, you, have you seen Death Note? That's the when you write in the notebook, somebody yeah. can die, right? Yeah. But he only kills criminals, man. Yeah. Now it's weird. Now it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the superhero killing bad guys. Now it's I'm a fucking regular dude who can literally kill anybody. But I'm only going to kill criminals. And th- that guy has plenty of reasons to be resentful. Because yet again, he also does not fit in. Mm. Light Yagami does not fit in. Mm. He thinks life is boring. He thinks life is mundane. He's a genius. And now he has his power to just kill people. Right? So mm-hmm. that's interesting. A resentful, potentially evil character who's still, I mean, he's still treated like a villain or an anti-hero. But he's killing criminals. Not to say that I'm justifying what he did. I'm just saying... These questions, they're interesting questions. Yeah, yeah. They're interesting. Yeah. Like morality mm-hmm. and, and, and let's say power, when you have power, how you deal with that power, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. 
So anime can really open a lot of interesting doors for you if you just have, yet again, the eyes to see mm-hmm. or the ability to relate. Yeah. So instead of seeing Light Digami as, or, or, or even Naruto or, or even Goku, man, seeing them as Goku or Naruto, no, that's you, motherfucker. Mm. That's you. Mm-hmm. How do you become that? That's what your job is as a human being. How the fuck do I become like Goku? Mm-hmm. How do you become like Goku? You train like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And you can't. And eventually you'll see results like Goku. Mm-hmm. You know? You'll beat the competition. You'll be like, holy shit, these guys, they used to be like, you know, Krillian. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. Goku and Krillian were on the same level at one point, not anymore. Yeah. Then Frieza. Then Cell. Then Boo. Mm-hmm. Now Beerus. So he's going up, 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 up. You're mm-hmm. like, okay. So Krillian's still there. Krillian is not, can't, mm-hmm. you know, battle. he's not leveled up. Yeah. Goku's going though. You can be like him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you can see how I got my idealism and, and my, um, let's say, willingness to improve. Same thing in video games. Video games have such a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. You're literally fucking simulating life in which you improve mm-hmm. and, and change the world around you. Yeah. That's what a video game is, if you're yeah. playing the right video game. Have you played Skyrim? I haven't played Skyrim, but I do play video games, and I made that connection. Yeah. Sometime in high school I did, and I had this weird, like, um, I don't know, mental shift where, like, school was out when I was working in the summer, and I'd work landscaping, and then I would go home and play Minecraft, (laughs) and basically terraform and build a house. Yep. And I'm like, I was just landscaping, and I'm digitally landscaping almost. Mm. So, like, that in my head really shifted for me. That's fascinating. And, like, that made me start to think about it. And then it might have been in the same summer or next summer, uh, GTA Five was out. Okay. And I would grind to get in-game money to get more cars and apartments and guns and houses and whatever. Mm. And right. I was like, I'm spending so much time trying to make money in this game to buy a digital car. <laughs> and this game... GTA is a little different, but in uh, some point there's going to be a GTA 6 and all this is ruled out and not, doesn't matter. So why don't I just try to make money in the real world mm-hmm. and then get a real car or whatever that actually means for me in the real world, you know, but actually grind in a real sense to get real things right. and not in a digital. Like, because I was landscaping and I'd be like mining for like three hours and it was so boring. I was watching like a podcast. Or, like, uh, I think I was watching, like, TED Talks at one point. but um, Yeah, I watched those, too. I was, like, mining, and I'm, like, what am I doing? This is just going to build a house that, like, if my power goes out and my file gets wiped, like, this is all going to be gone or anything. Like, like this could be gone in any se- second. Take backups, kids. Yeah, yeah. Back up your files <laughs> yeah. if you care about it. Yeah, seriously. But I was, like, this could be taken out, and I would just have to move on with life because it was just a, a Minecraft world. But why not put all this time and energy into my life and actually try to make my world better than just the digital world? So, like, I know what you're saying with that, where, like, I had this weird mental shift and sometime in high school I was thinking about that. Yeah, because I was, like, wanting to buy digital cars. And I'm like, well, what if I made money and wanted to buy my own car or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I wrote an essay when I was 16 about I wrote the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I talked about alternate history uh, video games. Like Wolfenstein is the game in which yeah, the yeah. Nazis take over. Mm-hmm. And you're playing as a, a BJ Blazkowicz, who's like a, he's a, he's a rebel, basically. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that, with, with that, um, I talked about how alternate history games can open your mind. How? They make you curious. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, 
this is not the world that I live in, but these guys are telling me this could have been the world that I live in. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Mm -hmm. So you get a little bit more interested in World War II. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're yeah. playing a game like Prey, so I play this game called Prey. Mm -hmm. 2016, made by Arcane Studios. Phenomenal game. Terrific game. Play it, right? That game is about if John F. Kennedy was never assassinated. Like, phenomenal plot. So the idea is you're on this space station in, in the, near the moon, or I think on the moon, something like that. But I think it's a space station. So basically, the idea is JFK um, was really into space. Mm -hmm. And he, he actually got us to the moon, I think, right? Yeah. So the idea was if he did not get killed, we probably would have had more space development. So the idea is you're playing as this engineer mm -hmm. who's on the space station, mm -hmm. and then aliens take over the space station. Yeah. And it makes, you, it makes you interested in history, man. It mm -hmm. makes you also makes you see the possibilities of what the world could have been yeah. or can be for that yeah. matter. You know, makes makes it spices things up. Mm -hmm. So that's the interesting thing about video games. So I wrote that in my essay. I also wrote the fact that you level up in games. Mm -hmm. So in a game like Fallout, have you played Fallout? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you know the world is shit. Mm -hmm. The world is fucking shit. It's mm -hmm. just radiation and creatures and bandits. It's horrible. Yeah. Right. It's horrible. But you have a choice to make it better. Mm -hmm. Each in each game, you can make the world better. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. Yeah. And you have to be willing to make it. Because it's very tempting to say, fuck it, I'm going to kill everybody and all the assholes. Mm -hmm. And some people do that also. They do that. Yeah. And you are allowed to do that, yeah. which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But man, that's life. Mm -hmm. The world is shit. <laughs> it is shit. It yeah. always has been shit. It always will be mm -hmm. shit. Even if you make technological progress, yeah. it still will be shit. Mm -hmm. But it's up to young people to make a choice. What the fuck are you going to do? Contribute to the shittiness? Make it worse? Mm -hmm. Contribute to it or make it better? Yeah. Right, yeah. that's the thing. So, man, games do that, and yeah. and people don't realize that. And even on a on a on a deeper subconscious level, even if you're not consciously aware of this fact, it's you're still doing that, man. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you're still doing that. Yeah, and I mean, it is kind of sad that some people will go down destructive paths because they subconsciously are already going down destructive paths. Yeah, but man, some people will go uh, up productive paths because mm -hmm. that's who they are. Yeah. As opposed to if I was that kid who never played a single video game, never watched a single anime, I would still have been there. Mm -hmm. And I would be 110 pounds, maybe 105 pounds. You know, I probably would have held, would have had health issues. Mm. Uh, probably, I'm being serious. Mm -hmm. I would have looked really ugly because, yeah, I just would not have taken care of myself. I would have been very poorly educated, extremely insecure, and very resentful. Mm-hmm. Maybe suicidal even, if yeah. I'm being honest. Because yeah. who the fuck would not be suicidal in a case like that? Yeah. Like, bro, you already don't fit in. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, may maybe you're going to kill yourself. You know, maybe you are, at, at, like as me. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is that because I had these experiences, that was not who I ended up being. Mm -hmm. So the world still didn't... Anyway, getting back to the story. So that's me. Right, you get the idea. Mm -hmm. This is that was me. Yeah. Then I am sixteen. This is the this is the big shift in my life. Let's say. The only thing that I would say I was decent at was technology, and the other thing was English. Okay. Because I'm in India, people don't speak English. They speak Hindi mm -hmm. or Punjabi, whatever. So the only thing I'm good at is tech and English, and that too relatively. Not even that I'm fucking a tech guru or god. But compared to the other people, they don't have computers. I know my way around a software or two. So I can actually contribute to the teachers and, and help with projects and make PowerPoints or whatever. Anyway, 
I was still kind of bottom of the barrel, skinny, weak guy, um, horrible with people, missing out on life, like on the outside. And then this teacher walks into this class and she says, there's going to be a speech competition. There's going to be an English speaking competition. You're supposed to give a speech. Obviously, I'm not going to participate. Duh, because I'm me back then, mm. right? Nerdy kid playing games and anime but hasn't realized that it's changing my mind slowly in a good way. But I haven't realized that yet. I'm still a loser to me. That's the thing. There, it's one thing to being a loser and, and believing it. That's different than, you know, being a loser and not realizing you are one. You know, I, I was a loser and I knew I was a loser. Okay. So yeah. I, w- I was a basically a guy with low self-esteem and no competence and no mm-hmm. accolades and credentials. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, lowest self-esteem. Yeah. So my buddy who was sitting next to me, he knew I could speak English. And he started like poking me. And it, it wasn't even a poking in, in necessarily to speak in, in like an encouraging way. It was more of like a goofy, playful way. Like, oh, you get up, bitch. Get up. You can do it. Mm. Why don't you do it, bitch? And no yeah. one was volunteering. Mm. So I felt like I, he put me in the spot. Yeah. People started looking at me. Yeah. I'm already like fucking nervous and, you know. So yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'll get up. I just got up. I was like, ah, fucking hell. Got <laughs> up. So, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. Now I got to participate in this shit. I didn't want to. But, yeah, I did. And I ended up getting silver. I ended up coming second place in the whole school on the competition. And people were saying I probably should have won the first place, but because of some politics or whatever, mm. they, they gave it to this smart kid. And I was like, I also failed my classes, by the way, no surprise. Mm. Um, yeah, I was not academically good. I had no motivation. Yeah. Man, I was the worst possible combination of things. I was Naruto quite literally. <laughs> if you've seen Naruto, mm-hmm. the first episode, he can't even do like a fucking cloning jutsu, you know, which is supposed to be the simplest thing. Okay. He can't even transform himself into other people. Like, if you've seen Naruto, I was Naruto, man. I was quite literally that. I couldn't even do the basic of fucking jutsus. Basic shit, I can't. Mm-hmm. Math, I can't do algebra. Nothing. No motivation. So, anyway. Yeah, so I uh, participated in that, and, and the principal saw something in me. She was like, yeah, this kid, I think he's on to something. So she invited me to her office and gave me an opportunity to go to the state that I was in, to, to go to the capital of the state and, and to compete there. The only reason I did that was because I did not want to take the exams. <laughs> so that was the thing. So <laughs> when the exams were going on, uh, the competition was going on. Yeah. So uh, life kind of gave me an offer I couldn't really refuse. I was like, okay, you're telling me I can basically spend the entire year not having to study or having to take an exam and I won't have to study because I don't have to take the exam and I just have to go give some random speech fuck it I'll go I was like hell yeah I'm fucking excited so I go Yeah. and I don't prepare I don't right I don't prepare I go I get first place because I had the right ideas Hmm. state level man state level like people from all over the state have came there prepared and th- the thing that they were focusing on was they were too competitive. They were too cutthroat. They were too at each other's throats. Mm. And I was the only one who was like, guys, I think we're, I, I called everyone out in that competition. It was called a voice address. And I, I literally said, I said, guys, I think the point of this competition was to learn, not to win. I said something like that. And then I asked my question. And then I was like, do you believe in destiny to, the, to, to a person or something? And yeah, I won first place. Something like that. And yeah, uh, so that was the first thing. The next thing was I went home, so I had to, I could skip this this midterm basically. Principal was proud. People were like, "Yeah, this guy's okay, cool, right?" Mm-hmm. Even I'm starting to be like, "All right, dude, okay, 
<laughs> I was like, luck? <laughs> that happens, right? You get lucky. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, hey, there's another competition state <laughs> level. Why don't you go to that one? And hey, you can skip these midterms again. I was like, fuck it, okay, again, <laughs> hell yeah. So I do. <laughs> and um, th- the format of that competition was, it's called extemper. I some, something like extempore, something like that. The idea is basically you're given a prompt. You're given 20 minutes to conduct your research. And then you are supposed to present a speech. Okay. So I event, and I was given the prompt about it was about it was basically about free speech. The idea was that uh, should people be allowed to say anything that they want, mm-hmm. right? And um, the idea was something like also, it was like do social should social media censor speech? That was the idea. Hmm. So yeah, I did my research. I took twenty minutes, and I went on stage and I said something like. I think I said, um, you cannot hate the stage, but you, you can hate the person on the stage. So my conclusion was, um, you should not censor s- free speech on the internet. And the reasoning was simple. I was like, I, I can be, I literally said this on, on stage. I said, hey, I can be Hitler and talk about killing the Jews, or I can be like uh, Nelson Mandela and talk about, uh, what's the word? anti-bias and okay. freedom and, okay. and liberty and openness and compassion and kindness. And I said that I said that I can be either one of those things. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? Are you going to blame me for being Hitler or are you going to blame the stage for giving voice to Hitler? The answer was don't hate the stage, hate the person. I like don't even hate the person, but you get the point that I'm trying yeah. to emphasize, right? Yeah. First place. Yeah, first place. Again. Yeah. Man, you can get lucky once, not twice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Didn't get second, didn't get third, first, twice. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, man. You can actually, you, you actually are not an idiot. That was the realization. I thought I was an idiot. Mm-hmm. I thought I was stupid. Yeah. And the reason why I thought that was because I failed my classes. I failed my math classes. I failed chemistry, physics. Now I actually understand chemistry, physics, and math much better than even my high school professors probably, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that... Uh, a, a, a coming back to the idea of being unattractive and giving being given a bad hand. When you're given a bad hand, just by the way people treat you, it can keep you under. It can keep you down. You know, but all it takes is that one person that kind of l- believes in you a little bit. That yeah. small little opportunity, yeah. you know, that can spark something magnificent. Yeah. So that happened to me, man, and I was not an idiot. That's the funny thing. And maybe I I could have had a good academic career. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if I was more social, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. Mm-hmm. Probably to do with social, like social. If I was not as social, because mm-hmm. um, I was more, I'm, I'm kind of introverted. I, I, I'm, I think, although I love talking to people, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I need to, f- I, n- I never felt a sense of belonging. So I didn't really associate with most people. But anyway, that's the thing that it was a, it was a horrible card uh, or horrible hand that I was dealt. And yeah, it's, 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 it's really, I really, it's really sad, man, that that can happen. And I really want to emphasize this, that that can happen and that that happens. And it's okay that it happens. You know, that if you're if you're unlucky in the beginning, just by the way society is structured, you know, um, it can really not only keep you there, it can keep you, it can make you go under, down, 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 mm-hmm. down. I had the ability to do math, you know. I had the ability to be academically sound. Yeah. But for one reason or the other, it just did yeah. not happen. And I think society definitely had to play a part in that. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it was their fault, but the treatment definitely didn't help. Mm-hmm. You know, being yeah. treated like an outsider. Yeah. And that's still true today. 
like I'm still treated like an outsider because I am an outsider at this point. But now I have found out the way to solo level or solo wizard, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole idea that you f you find ways. But anyway, coming back to the story, I see I, I have a problem on going on tangents. Mm -hmm. So if I do that too much, be like, hey, look, look dude, focus. Yeah, yeah. But, no. but I, there's so much to say. The thing yeah, is, yeah. this is just my life. Mm -hmm. There's things to be said about history. There's things to be said about evolutionary biology. There's things to be said about behaviors, mm -hmm. personality, fucking evolution. I mean, I'll just say, I wanted to say simulations. Simulations, physics, um, technology. There's so many things that can be said. Engineering. Mm -hmm. And they're all relevant. Yeah. So the, there's things to be said about the past, the present, the future. There's things to be said. A lot of things to be said. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard to stay on One a... One topic. Yeah, on <laughs> one topic, or even on something that is kind of, let's say, unitary. Because mm. mm. as I said... One linear thought? Very hard for me to have one linear yeah. thought. Because things are connected, man. Yeah. Things are not... There, there's no such thing as linear. Things are connected. Mm -hmm. Things are connected. And that's the thing, that it's very hard for my brain, at least, yeah. to stay on one path and be like, okay, I'm going to talk like I'm writing an autobiography right now yeah. and give him the facts. I'm not going to give you just the facts. I'm going to give you how I feel about the facts, mm -hmm. how I felt about the facts. What the, the facts connect to and everything what like that. What the facts connect to. One how they relate to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Things like that. One thing that I, I don't know, I have a lot of thoughts and things I try to pay a lot of mind to. And one thing, like issue I, I'd love to try to figure out, and I, I, it's a big like ask, but like how to restructure, I guess, the school system so that it works better for people. Yeah, we could get into that, but honest, honestly, if I'm being very sincere, I, I think it'll be a very long conversation. Yeah. And the, yeah. the implicit thing regarding that is it has to be a dialogue. Because, mm. man, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, yeah. I have some of the answers. Yeah, yeah. But those answers only work, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and I hate saying that, on an individual level. Yeah. The answers that I have, they only apply to a person. Mm -hmm. I can tell you things that will make your life better. But that's all it's going to do, man. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make your social life better. It's going to make your life better. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make your life better as a part of a group. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, now that there's two of us, we can actually... Now, we, we're, we're the same person, bro. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> so, now we can actually start talking mm -hmm. about uh, what to do about things, right? So yeah. we're very similar. I, I mean, yeah. temperamentally... Um, even philosophically, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. We're interested in the broader issues. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I'm still 22. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I think I've had the misfortune or fortune of having enough experiences, enough time, and enough access to information mm -hmm. to actually paint a picture that's mm -hmm. worth looking at. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. That's, all, that's, that's mm -hmm. the only reason why what I'm saying is remotely interesting. Yeah. Because it's coming from a real place. Mm -hmm. It's coming from truth. That's it. Your Nothing experience, else. yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. is coming from genuine truth. Yeah, and it's a big, almost. I picture like I think in metaphors a lot. So this is a big like bucket to fill, but I think the two, three hours, whatever we do today, and the many other talks we'll have. Hopefully, I yeah. think there'll be nice little drops in this bucket of what to do. Because like I like fuck yeah, you gave a really great story, and I want to hear more of it. But like. For that particular issue, like I picture like one drop or one spark that you kind of shot off there where like, I think you said like it, it was almost necessary to have this um, almost disadvantaged place. <laughs> right, you, you, I I, you, I did not say that, but I, I'm pretty that, sure that's I'm, I'm implying that in okay, a way. Yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. And so like, cause 
Well, don't kill you, make you more strong, bro. Yeah, and because like you get, you would think you want all the resources pushed to a child, and then they'll do good, but that do, that doesn't play out well. And you agree with me there, but um, so we do need like a little bit of scarcity, but maybe like what your what your situation made me think about is like having enough, um, like almost opportunities, I guess, to see different things flourish because. If like 90% of the different academics in school didn't work for you, you still found that 10% where it was within like speech or English sure. that allowed sure. you to, that almost taught you back that you were, you had the ability to learn is almost, does that kind of seem a little at, fair, like a fair yeah, statement for definitely. you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the, maybe one nice step to help maybe solve this is to just have enough individual opportunities for kids to try to um, connect to and do well in and those things will work on an individual basis like you said and then that'll teach back they, they'll learn something and then also by being first place you probably taught a couple of people in that room with your speech something you know oh yeah and well, then yeah. it taught back to you that you had the ability to not only teach in that moment but also learn right and I think maybe right, that's right. I mean, I just had this thought, and I'd like to sit on it more. But maybe yeah, that's yeah. Um, I mean, keep going. Yeah. But like, maybe we have a we're insufficient in people taking up the mantle of being teachers. Maybe that's something we're lacking right now. Yeah. And 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 it mm -hmm. like a really good teacher sounds like a big ask, I think. But I I think all it takes is for you to pursue something that. Um, fills your mind and your body but then also just pulls your spirit forward and then you just have to be able to articulate it enough in a way to get it to somebody else For just sure. like you found in high school and everything like that and then also as and at an early age that taught you back how you could teach somebody something else and you were learn something in return and so i think that's not, that's I don't know when I like expand these thoughts more. I think like a like a positive cultural affect is something I want to have. Yeah, and I yeah. Think more yeah. teachers in in the bro in the broadest sense mm -hmm. is something that's necessary. Um, Amen, dude. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's something you talked about that made me think about. But um, I guess moving back on like with your story, so. Mm. At what age? What, we'll come roughly, back to that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want to come back to that yeah. also. Yeah. At roughly what age were you winning these competitions? Do you remember? I was 17. Okay. Okay. 17. So you're about like a junior in high school? Uh, Yeah, I was Do I you was guys have that same 18. system? I was 17, 18. Yeah, I'm basically. Okay. Yeah, Pretty we didn't similar. have high schools. We had grades. Okay. Very similar thing. Yeah. We had first grade, second grade, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, okay. eleventh, twelfth. I'm counting basically. Yeah. But twelfth <laughs> is a uh, senior in high school. Okay. So it's basically the same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. But it's like, oh, you're in first grade, you're second mm -hmm. grade. I think that's just an Asian thing okay. in general. So is that about 11th grade you won that? 12th. 12th. Okay. So you're a yeah. senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And then what kind of happened after that win and everything? Yeah, I mean, that was the first time I had tasted tasted a win. The only other thing that I ever had ever won in my life, mm -hmm. my my life, okay, mm -hmm. was a clay modeling competition in fourth grade. Okay. That's the only thing, but yeah. that was just kind of cute. I made a cowboy also, which is a funny thing. Mm -hmm. I made a cowboy with clay. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah, I, I actually, I also won this uh, candle decorating competition when I was okay. in seventh grade. Yeah. So kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm just being introspective right now. Mm -hmm. I had something, I had some like flamboyant artistic aptitude mm -hmm. that just kind of went untapped. Yeah. Because I sucked at drawing. Mm. 
I cannot draw yeah. for the life of me. But I have an eye for aesthetics. Just, it's such a tragedy. Like it's like it's, it's actually making me very sad right now. Okay. Because I'm realizing that, that because I had the the eye to make things beautiful, I had the ability to sculpt. Mm -hmm. I had the uh, ability to model. That I could not draw. Mm. And because I could not draw, which is the most fundamental artistic practice, mm -hmm. that completely got, um, you know, mm. it it just got drowned. Okay. With uh, under life, think about that. That's yeah. kind of sad, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I maybe could have been an interior designer by now. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I, you know, but hey, that's gone. Yeah, so that that can happen if you're if you're not careful. Well, like in your free time, could you come back to like a modeling career? Oh yeah, I mean I love aesthetics today. Yeah, um, yeah. I I actually plan to go to the research and development center if I'm here for the next semester. Okay. You know the R and D center. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, dude, it's beautiful. You can mix your own stickers. You can print your own T-shirts. Mm. You can 3D print. Mm -hmm. So I think if I have an eye for that, mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's unfortunate that n you know that it wasn't cultivated earlier in your life. No one saw that, man. Yeah. No one could like see it. Yeah. Like that know? person saw that. Was it your principal, principal. saw? It? Yeah. In your speech. Yeah. yeah. She was a special person. Mm -hmm. She definitely was. She she had she had that thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But you know, some people just have that thing. You have that thing too, mm. you know, but like we're young and we're resentful, obviously, because mm. we're young. Mm -hmm. So that thing is not coming out as often as it should. That f that feeling of empowerment and yeah, we're gonna save people. Mm. That we don't have that because we're both kind of young and we're we're not we're not being given everything that we we can be given. Mm -hmm. Not in like a here, take it and run with it, but opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not being seen or whatever. So, but she had that thing, dude. Yeah. Middle-aged lady, she yeah. has a good life. She had that thing. She was like, yeah. She was not just there for the bread. Mm -hmm. She was there to make a difference. And mm -hmm. she made a difference. In, in my life, at least. Because my plan was to go after high school to this university called Lovely Professional University. No hate to tell PU. No hate. <laughs> but that place is not uh, scholarly. Yeah. That place is basically... A place you go so you feel like you're not a loser. Okay. Joe Rogan says a very similar thing. He said the only reason he was not, uh, like he was in college, he went to uh, University of Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. He went to that. Mm -hmm. uh, UMass. UMass, Boston. Mm -hmm. I actually got accepted to UMass, Boston too, funnily enough. And I applied to that without knowing that Rogan went to that university. Mm. Just a fun little fact. Yeah. I applied to UMass, Boston. I got accepted. I also applied to CSU and I got accepted. But anyway, CSU had a better ranking, so I chose CSU. Anyway. Mm. The point is, um, Rogan said that the only reason he was in college is because he said that he, he so he didn't feel like a loser when he told other people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So people ask you what you're yeah. doing in life. Oh yeah, nothing. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm in college. Mm -hmm. LPU is that place. Yeah. You go to LPU because it's very easy to get into. It is very non-selective. It's, it's, it's also, it's also like a pleasure island place. Mm -hmm. Huge university. I think five times the size of... CSU mm -hmm. in India, yeah. huge, yeah. massive, co-ed, co-ed, right? Girls, 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 <laughs> drugs, drugs, party, 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 yeah. dorms on dorms on dorms, right? Mm. It's a fucking party island. You go to the party island for four years. I did not even want to go there for the party. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go there because they had a game design course. My idea was I'm going to become a game designer in arts, which does not even get you any jobs in India, by the way, because there is no gaming industry in India. Yeah. So I probably would have done that and had nothing. Anyway, so that's what I did, and I was going to do that, but I don't know then what ha what happened then, what did happen then? How did that plan change? Yeah, I think I just said half jokingly to my mom one day, half jokingly, 
mom, do you think I should go to America? Just half joking. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, obviously not. And then she gives me this like most serious look that I've ever seen in her eyes ever. She's like, yeah, why don't you try? That's what she said. And my dad was like, oh, shut the fuck up. She, <laughs> she, like, he literally looked at me and was like, he, he literally says something. He's like, oh, shut up. He's not going to do shit. Shut up. We yeah. go to LPU. We go to Canada. He said we'll go to Canada, something like that. And my mom was like, Shh, just shut up. She, she said that to my dad, something like that. Just let him try. It's fine. So that was a big day. I remember that day very clearly. We were walking in the, in the lawn. We're like, yeah, fucking 18-year-old me, still still kind of young, kind of ki- kind of a kid. I was like, okay. Well, fucking, uh, I guess I have to figure this shit out now. Like, okay. Because it was like stupid. It was, just, it was like, you know, it just now I was like, okay. But then I went to my room and I looked how to come to USA. Hmm. And I turn. it turns out there's something called the SAT. And then there is something called the IELTS exam. And blah, 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 blah. So I was like, okay. I guess I have to take the SAT now. And I decided, like, I already knew somewhat of the math because I'd studied some of it, but obviously I wasn't great at it. But yeah, so I, s- I, I did that. And well, what what did I do next? Let's see. If I remember, yeah. So so the thing was, when I looked up the scheduling date, it had passed. Hmm. The thing was, I had to take a year off just to be able to take the SAT. But the funny thing was, I was already planning to take a year off because I was so sick of 12 years of education. Think about that, dude. I hated being in school, and I had to do that for 12 consecutive years. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, fuck this shit. I wanted to take a year off and just do me. And I did. I just had fun. I also streamed on Twitch briefly. Okay. Um, it, it, it was actually successful. Nice. Um, yeah, I made, I made a couple thousand dollars there um, thanks to some very generous people. And I even, even dabble in it sometimes nowadays. Not that religiously anymore, but I did. But yeah, anyway, so that happened, and then I scheduled the SAT date for next year. So I took a year off, didn't really study, because I was like, who the fuck, I'm not going to get into USA. Who the I, I, was, I was like, you know, it was a dream, bro. I was like, I'm not going to get into USA. Mm-hmm. But I had I had made this promise to my mother, so I followed suit with it haphazardly, with, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did, I took the SAT, I got a 1220 on it. Not tr- crazy, but it, it wasn't horrible either, in my opinion. Um... But you know, I didn't really take it seriously, man. Like, you know, yeah, it was it was it was based on one conversation, mm-hmm. and that yeah, this is actually pretty interesting. So yeah, um, that was enough for me to get into CSU, and that was enough for me to get into USA. And I got an eight on my L's actually because my English is good. And the next thing was um, the visa. Hmm. So then I went to the embassy in Delhi with my parents and I got the visa. My father was like, oh, yeah, he's going to get rejected. <laughs> I accepted. Hmm. Now I have a fucking F1 visa. I'm this kid that has failed every single one of his classes. Mm-hmm. All the way up to fucking senior, senior year of high school. And now I have a F1 visa. And I have been accepted into CSU. And my father freaks out. <laughs> you know, and he because he was in disbelief and... Uh, I, I actually had to physically fight him to come here, you know, physically. Okay. And I was 110. Yeah. Not to say that, dude, the thing is, I don't blame the guy. Yeah. Because he had a completely different plan in mind. Yeah. Right? He was exactly like me. He was like, oh, he, this, he's not going to get in. Mm-hmm. And he thought that for a year and he had his plan where I'll go to Canada. Um, I'll get into university and then I'll fly him over and we'll have a life together there. Mm. He wanted to have a life with me as a family, which yeah. I don't blame him for that. But his castle had to break. You know, he did have to break. 
Yeah. And it broke, man. And when it broke, a lot of emotions came out. And I, I had to fight him. It wasn't punches or kicks. It was like, you know, when, like how, how um, just monkeys wrestle and they paint each other. Mm. Basically it. And I won, dude, you know. And but he was tired. I was tired. But I was really weak. But trust me, I woke up the next day with my whole body hurting. Because mm. that meant so much to me. But then I came to USA. Why, why, why couldn't he follow you to USA? Why, why Canada? Like I said the same thing to him. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's much easier to fly. First of all, yeah, ease is the first thing. Second, it's easier to get into Canada? Easier to get into Canada. Okay. The second thing was Canada is a much more peaceful place. Hmm. It's not really the um, hot melting pot of culture. Hmm. It's, it is, but it's not as much as USA. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. USA is the place to be, bro. Yeah. Everybody wants to be in USA. From the Koreans to the fucking Africans. Everybody. Okay. Everybody wants to come to USA. It's the place, right? Yeah. USA is like, it's not just a country. It's like, it's something divine. Mm-hmm. People see it as as, as, as paradise. Mm-hmm. The land, you yeah. know, of the free. Yeah. And I was in a similar boat. Um, so I came in and I had never been on a plane before. I was 19 years old. <laughs> uh, I had three feet long hair. 110 pounds. Yeah. I can show you some pictures too. Ugly ass kid. Yeah. Really fucking yeah. It's ugly. Like has a, has a mustache who has now I've never shaved. Man, I, I wore a suit. I came in. Came, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go use a new suit. I put a suit on. And that was the first time, you know, that was the first time I ever got on a plane. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever got on, got on a plane was my flight to USA. Haven't even um, gone anywhere else. My city to USA. That's it. Yeah. So it was a big change. But that's sort of like my story. But um, to be honest, the next thing, I'm going to keep it very concise and simple. Because it is very concise and simple. There's not much to be said. But the past is very murky for me. It's mm-hmm. like a murky past. I still have to kind of process it a little bit. I'm realizing that. Yeah. You know, I have to process that. But then I came to USA. Um, thank you, Jordan Peterson. Uh, thank you, Rogan. Thank you, Jocko Villing. Thank you, David fucking Hoggins. Thank you, David fucking Hoggins, dude. <laughs> thank you, Ronnie Coleman. Thank you, Flex Wheeler. There's many more, man. I can't even list all the people. Lex Friedman. Thanks to that guy. There's so many more. I can't even. Mike Tyson, even. Uh, Joey Diaz. Fucking Andrew Schultz. So many, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? But I'm saying every single one of those people, every single one of those people played a part. Andrew Schultz helped me, helped me relax, you know. Rogan gave me a bath. Peterson taught me the value of discipline. You know, John Covilling taught, 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 taught me grit. Mm. The, the idea of, of, of tactics, the idea of being smart, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to, to not fight foolishly. Yeah. Goggins told me to get the fuck in, <laughs> right? <laughs> not be a fucking bitch. Stay hard. Stay hard, <laughs> man. Damn straight, dude. And uh, it's just been it's been a ride, dude. Uh, even even the even in the intellectual podcast sphere, I've spent at least five thousand, six thousand hours just listening to podcasts and yeah. Peterson and all these people. But yeah, thanks to all these people. So, what did I learn from this? Discipline, but obviously, I mean, uh, it still can be more discipline. But I'll, that's just my kind of temperament, dude. I like to, I, c- I kind of like to breathe too. If you're overly disciplined, you miss out on the art- artistic parts of life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're so into the mission, mm. you don't see you don't see the beauty, you don't see the colors, you yeah. see goals and objectives, which is very important. But then that's the thing that you know there's there's something spiritual and mystical, and I'm not a hippie, but the, man, trust me, there's so many things we don't know. Mm-hmm. 
so many things we just don't know, mm-hmm. right? About divinity, about meaning, about purpose, about higher things. I don't know gods. We I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't know. Yeah. Simulations. We don't know. But I'm saying if you're so, but yeah, discipline was a big thing. But I'm saying it was discipline, but not to the point where I lost my soul. Because mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. You yeah. can. You can get so tunneled into just wanting to be, as you said, having that power, mm-hmm. that you can forget that life is also about exploring things that other people are not exploring, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can only do that if you have a little bit of unconscientiousness in you. Yeah. You know? When you're a little lazy, you're like, okay. And you're just staring at a wall and just like looking at it and you're seeing something there. And then you start just seeing that in everything. You're like, huh, mm-hmm. what the fuck's really going on here? Huh? Something's weird. But if you're extremely conscientious, you don't care. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I have to do the dishes. I don't have time to look at art. I don't have time to look at poetry. You don't have time. And you don't have time. Yeah. Right? But that's the thing that you miss out on that. And that's something that is that no one really is talking about. I'm realizing that now. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about that. You know, mm-hmm. um, anyway, what I was trying to say is to, be, to keep it short and concise, the next year, two years was full discipline. It was. And now I'm starting to get unconscientious. I had a 3.8 GPA my first year. Killed it, bro. You know, yeah, yeah. Ryan of the plane from India. And that was the thing. That was the first time I, I got reinforcement that I'm not an idiot. I got a, I got a, a, a minus on my calculus class. Calculus, bro. Yeah. Look at me. I'm yeah. like, holy, holy shit, A minus. Yeah. I got a 95 on my first exam. I think I got a hundred on my second exam, or 97, and then I got like a 90 or an 87 on my third exam. I got an A plus on my physics class, the first physics class that I took. I got A's in all of my uh, pace classes. You know, pace. Mm-hmm. A's in all of them, bro. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, man, you're not an idiot. You're not stupid. You're clearly getting good grades. Even in my writing classes, like I got a, I got a 24.5 out of 25 in, in an essay that I wrote. Mm. So I can write. Yeah. I can speak. I can think. I can do math. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad that I spent, what, 18 years of my life thinking I can't. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. 18 years, dude. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know, wasted in a way. Yeah. Like I already maybe would have been somebody today if, if it weren't for those 18 years. But anyway, so I spent the next two years being very disciplined. I went to the gym focused on my nutrition. I gained like 30 pounds. Actually, we have 120 to 145 now. Got strong as fuck, <laughs> right? Got strong as fuck. Uh, learned stuff. Um, l- listened to the tremendous hours of podcast, and here I am today with, with what I have to say, right? Mm-hmm. But now that I, I feel like... Because I realize today, this is, this is the thing that I'm trying to kind of preach in a way, in a weird way. Not that this is my own idea. It is actually kind of my own idea. It's still very new. But I, I think that now the life that I'm living today, today. Yeah, right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. I have realized that going to the gym is not as tough, man. It's not. When you're 110 out of shape guy, it's very tough. Mm. When you're 145 in shape guy, it's not tough. Mm-hmm. So I think this is kind of beautiful in a, in a fun way. But what the fuck do you do when you've kind of <laughs> made it? Mm. What do you do, right? Like, okay, you're strong. You're good with women. Okay, you're attractive, and you can't. You get attractive too. Trust mm-hmm. me. Like if if you're if you're like two twenty, listen to this right now, and you know what I mean. You're two twenty. You're not that attractive, bro. You're attractive. You just gotta get to like one eighty mm-hmm. with muscle. Trust yeah. me, you'll be attractive. Yeah. And you need to have. You just don't wear a fucking hoodie every day, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, like put put something interesting on every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know, on your daily commute, put something interesting on. Go out a little bit. 
you know, um, get a job. Because mm-hmm. most of the experiences that I've had with women is at my, at my job. You know, I'm like, okay. So obviously they like me. These mm-hmm. girls like me. And you can talk to them, you know, whatever. And they talk to you back or whatever. So that's the thing. Your coworkers, they give you attention. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. If you're in shape, if you're academically academically sound, not in a weird way, but in a scholarly way, like you're interested in, in finding new things, right? It's not that hard anymore. Yeah. Things get easier. So what do you do when things are easy? This is what you do. You kind of start to, you start to see patterns. You start to take a step back from, mm. from your own ego, mm-hmm. right? You start, to, you start to have more faith in the process. And you just kind of exist a little bit in chaos. You have to exist a little bit in chaos. Then you start. Then then you can start to help other people, but only then. And yeah. the the funny thing is, I have nothing really to teach, but that's what kind of makes me a good teacher, because I have no agenda. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's like that's sham. Um, trust me, there's like fucking fifty chapters more in that story. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more, but yeah. this is the gist of um, my past experiences as at least a young man, mm-hmm. you know, who was probably in college. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> Long ass story, huh? Yeah, but we got time for it. And it was very interesting to hear. I've yeah. had a story, dude. I've had a life. Yeah. yeah. I've actually had a life. That's the one thing I can say. I've had, I've had one. Mm-hmm. Might not have been the most eventful so far. Might not have been the most optimistic. And trust me, some days I, I, I wake up, I don't want to. Some mm. days, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, what the, what the fuck's the point? I just want to sleep, but you got to just keep moving, man. You know, you have to still try. Because mm-hmm. trust me, things are not as hard as they once were. You know, just, they're just not. Even for you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you probably weren't as big as you were. No. So yeah, mm. what's your story? <laughs> um, if you want to talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I grew up in Colorado about mm-hmm. three and a half hours from here outside of Steamboat Springs, um, if you've heard of it. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of us, uh, especially a lot of men, come from a place of not having anything to give. You know, we we have to work for it, you know, almost in a certain way. And so um, big gamer, especially <laughs> in middle school and then high school, and but I still did sports I came from a smaller school um I don't know like what you like my class was 30 kids like my graduating class that's pretty small we had like 50 50 yeah like relatively for like especially cities and stuff people have had like thousands of people in their class and stuff that's a whole there's a whole class like my graduating class was 30 got it got it okay so yeah no ours was like 300 yeah yeah and probably two or three hundred in our high school at most you know so, like, smaller, and, like, everybody does a little bit of everything. Um, middle school did a little bit of hockey, but then high school, football and basketball, was in band. Um, oh, you were in band? Yes. Okay, sick. Yeah. Um, and then, like, just, if I got an A or a B on a test or C, I wasn't, that was my goal, basically, just don't get a D or an F, like, just... <laughs> Yeah. Just kind of get through it, you know, like yeah. I tried not to fail it, but at the same time, I just I didn't strive for A's, I guess. That wasn't a big goal of mine, I guess. Um, um, and then I think I was I was dealing with just like personal stuff that I can't really remember exactly. And then also just dealing with like 
I don't know, stupid heartache over a girl. <laughs> and like one particular night, it just got like very, very dark and yeah. reached out to maybe three friends and one really calmed me down. And then the other, the next day, referred me to the school counselor without me knowing. And which in hindsight was a blessing because I got to meet the school counselor and got close and under, started to learn what like even counseling was. I never knew really what that was or anything like that. Um, and then the next semester ended up being like a teacher's aide for her because I wanted to learn more about, I guess, in broad strokes, like helping people or anything like that. I didn't know it at the time, but like I liked being there and everything like that. Um, so that kind of helped give me some sense of direction because before I was pretty aimless. Um, and so I never had a, a direct idea of what I wanted to do at that point, but I knew in general I wanted to help people. And so I'll go into like something like social work or I ended up getting my degree in human development and family studies, which is similar. Oh, yeah. Um, it's but a, it's a pretty good one also. Yeah. Especially for the future, by the way. Yeah. 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 If you're, if you're good at, good at your job, mm -hmm. man, trust me. Yeah. 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 Um, and I hope to be good. That's why we're trying to improve and everything. I think you're good. <laughs> in my you. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's a community college at Steamboat Springs I did for a year. Um, just cause it's cheaper, you know, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And it was the easiest, I guess, choice. And that was nice because it was slightly bigger than my high school, but still college wise smaller cause it was a community college. And I, at that point I started to like get interested in like the, I don't know, self-improvement space on YouTube and found like, um, Oh, guys, I can't even remember their names, but, like, I kind of looked up to his figures like you named a bunch. I eventually got to know those names, but at that point, I didn't know a lot of those guys. Yeah, with me, it was um, – sorry to interrupt. But You're good. All I wanted to say was, uh, for me, it was – everything was a consequence of Rogan. Mm. Was he I, your first one you kind of discovered? I don't even – no, I think the first one all began from Jordan Peterson. Okay. For, okay, first it began from TED Talks. Okay. TED Talks to Peterson. That's kind of the same thing with high school. I was, that's funny. Yeah, right? Because yeah. TED Talks are just, uh, they're so, what's the word, diverse, so mm -hmm. to speak, right? They're, they're very, uh, they cover a lot of ground. Yeah. So I was, yeah, it, it all began with me speaking. With me, it was speech. Mm -hmm. So I had to present the speech. So I st started watching these TED Talks on how to give a speech. Mm. From there, it went to Peterson. Then Peterson uh, went to H3H3's podcast. Okay. You know H3H3? Yeah. Ethan yeah, Klein? Yeah. He went to his podcast. I liked H3H3. I liked past tense. Mm. R.I.P. Ethan Klein. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not dead, but like, come on, bro. What the fuck are you doing nowadays? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so then Peterson went to this guy called Joe Rogan. Ethan Klein was always bitching about Joe Rogan. He's like, oh, yeah, we're a competition to Joe Rogan, everybody. And mm. He was bitching about that. He was, he was saying half-jokingly, mm -hmm. yeah, we're a competition to Joe Rogan. So I was like, who the fuck's Joe Rogan? And I was like, he's bigger than Ethan Klein? Because hmm. H3H3 was like the god of fucking YouTube okay. in 2016, dude. Yeah. If you've seen, like, iDubs and uh, Leafy's here and um, this guy, Ethan Klein. Mm -hmm. Man, they were gods. They dude. were at the top. They were divinity, bro. Yeah. They were like divinity, basically. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And they were, a, a lot of canceling culture was going on there. Mm. Like, if someone's making a dumb video, 
they would swoop in mm. and bully them to fucking death until the point their channel would get deleted. Okay. It was very toxic. Yeah. But that's what YouTube was back then, bro. Cutthroat. <laughs> right? So these guys were fucking precipice, right? Top. Bigger than PewDiePie in a way. Like PewDiePie was huge. Mm-hmm. But he did not have the same reverence. Mm. Like you revered IWs. You revered H3. You revered these. You were like, okay. holy fuck, these guys, nah. They're crazy. Yeah. But then he was like, Ver competition, did you? I was like, huh? Joe Rogan is bigger than this guy. What the hell? <laughs> he must be doing something right. Yeah. I looked him up. With Peterson. Mm-hmm. Loved him. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's what I wanted to say uh, to kind of bring it back to you that Jonko Willink came on his podcast. I had a Ben Shapiro phase. I don't like him anymore as much as I used to because he's overly political. I'm more interested in life, not politics. Mm-hmm. But Ben Shapiro, I listened to him for a while. Um, even Steven Crowder, I, if you know who that is. Yeah. D- too political for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I don't think politics is life. Yeah. You know, and... Um, Jocko Willing came, David Goggins came. I'm, I, I, I said Jocko Willing thrice because I think he's, he's a very important one. Because, mm-hmm. man, that guy, he just oozes power. Mm-hmm. But it's so um, comforting. It's not just, you're not scared of him. Mm-hmm. You're like, thank God he exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, thank God we need humans like this. Yeah. Like, fuck, thank God. Mm-hmm. And Goggins, same exact thing. These people ooze that energy. That they're, they're horrifying in a way. Like, if this guy was in front of you, you would be like, this is not a human being. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're so happy that they're real. So Peterson to Rogan, Rogan to John Covilling, to David Goggins, to Andrew Schultz, to who else? Like every other person that I named. So many, yeah. right? Yeah. Obviously, we knew Mike Tyson. But all the self-help people, and they're not even like self-help. They're like, here's my life. Here's how I see shit. You can definitely learn something from my shit, mm-hmm. right? So that's a beautiful thing. But yeah, anyway, for me, it all began from Rogan. Okay. So that's what I was yeah. saying. So I think yeah. for you, it's, it's probably similar. Yeah. But who did you listen to before that? The f- one of the first was this guy named Matt Diavella on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff. Matt Diavella. He's like a minimalist YouTuber and like video videographer. Um, mm. But he like just talked about like minimalist stuff, which I really liked with just like having what's necessary, not having all this extra stuff that kind of... Sounds very stoic, stoicism Yeah, yeah, it connects to that a good bit, but, like, not wasting your paycheck on a bunch of shit you don't need and everything like that, which I, I like because I like having utility in everything I own. Um, and so that, and then a bunch of names I can't remember now because I've kind of, I guess, outgrown them in a way, you could say. Like, you've talked about a couple people you've outgrown at this point. Yeah, the political people. Yeah, yeah. Y- even like Lauren Southern, you know who that is? The name rings a bell. She was so hot, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I was like, I had the fucking biggest crush on her when mm. I was, uh, I think, how old was I? Um, 18, I think. Okay. The thing is, I lo- she was just fucking hot, right? Mm-hmm. Then she's like right-leaning. Because, mm. man, trust me, all these people, they, they put you in that right the right zone. It's bullshit, though, man. Like, mm. trust me. Like, have this political, it's so, it's so, it's so nonsensical. It's like not even productive. Because your life does not get better, man. You know, it just ma- it just makes you feel like you're the good guy and these fucking liberals are the bad guy. Mm. Your life's not getting better, homie. It's yeah. not. You're the same guy. Yeah. Now you're just toxic. Congratulations. You leveled down, <laughs> you know? And, man, vote for whoever the fuck you want. It's bullshit anyway. Trust me. These politicians don't give a fuck about your life. They yeah. don't give a shit about your life mm-hmm. unless we, like, do something about it. That's, I'm, I'm kind of... Ha- kind of... S- hinting at a populist party movement that's for sure coming in the next 10 years, bro. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. These fucking, po- they gotta go. It's, it's about time, man. Yeah. These young people need to take over. 
yeah. I've had enough. Like we've had enough, mm-hmm. and I'm a fucking immigrant, and I can see the problems. But that's the that's the funny thing about me. My opinions, I don't have a stake in this. Mm-hmm. I'm an immigrant, dude. Yeah. Like I don't even belong in India. I don't even belong in USA. Like I'm a fucking outsider. Mm. Everything that I have to say comes from an objective point of human huma- humanism, mm. humanity. But essentially, what I'm trying to say is. Fuck it, let's talk about Lauren Southern for a while, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was, sh- she, she's, I think she got canceled or something. But I was like 18. Um, and yeah, man, I think we have to finish this, though. Yeah, the, the philosophy is I'm doing everything right. I'm on the right. The reason why things are not better is because of the left. Mm. You're not doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You're not humble. You're not inclusive. You're not loving. You're not kind. You know? Yeah. So in instantly you're not doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You know? Does the left make a lot of stupid decisions? Sure. Does the right make a lot of stupid decisions? Mm-hmm. Sure. Both do, yep. Both do. And yep. it's an it's a honest debate to have that which one is more right, more correct, mm-hmm. and which one is less correct. Yeah. But to say that the reason why you have plateaued mm-hmm. is because of politics no no maybe it's human nature have you thought about that and there's nothing you can do about human nature Mm. you know what i mean yeah so that's a very long conversation that we can get into whenever Mm. you want but it's like you see what i'm trying to say yeah so anyway the point is lauren southern man (laughs) she was a fucking dime piece yo and i was (laughs) i was like um (laughs) i was uh 18 and i had such a big crush on her and then i went on her twitter and i saw she had a she had a skyrim um What's the word, man? Post Banner. It? Okay. On her Twitter. I was like, bruh. <laughs> like, I, I, it killed me, dude. <laughs> and that al- that's also how uh, how political things can influence you. Mm. You know? Anyway, but that's that's something interesting. But yeah, dude, she was she was great. But all these people. Yep. I outgrew them, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, Lauren Southern, I outgrew her. I actually liked her content, too. But you know what a, what a gotcha is? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Is what is that what she was doing? That's what everyone does. Yeah. That's what Shapiro does. That's what Crowder does. That's gotchas. Yeah. They're basically going on these college campuses, talking to people that are not as educated as they are, mm-hmm. and their whole life is like politi- politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, my whole life is not politics. Yeah. I have fucking. I have a lot of things on my mind, and I, I want to live it. Mm-hmm. I want to go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. I want to conquer life. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for. The right or the left. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're arbitrary or trivial. Mm-hmm. Politics are not arbitrary or trivial. But the point is their content was, they were talking to, yet again, like uh, uninformed people. Mm-hmm. And they, they're making their points against these uninformed people. And they think they're, they're doing the right thing. Yeah. They're just Bro, straw, my, straw manning the other side. They're not even straw manning. They're talking to straw people. Because I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not judging their worth inherently as a human. Yeah, they're young I know what you people. mean though. Yeah, they're young. They don't know enough. What the fuck do they know? Yeah. Why don't you talk to some people that are actually educated? Mm-hmm. They don't, bro. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because those don't get views. Mm-hmm. You know, Steven Crowder versus like some fucking left-leaning guy that's actually based mm-hmm. doesn't work. Yeah. Steven Crowder hasn't been on uh, Rogan's podcast in forever. Mm-hmm. Dave Rubin hasn't been on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast in forever. Because mm-hmm. even he's outgrowing these people. He's like, man, fuck these people, dude. Yeah. You know? So the, the thing with P- Peterson was like, sure, he had a political uh, lean. But, man, he, he transitioned. Mm-hmm. Peter was, Peterson, even Peterson's like, fuck this. He talks about God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time he talked about politics? I mean, he does talk about bills and all that, about free yeah. speech. 
But nowadays, I, I listen to his podcast. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about that. He's talking about things about psychology, mm-hmm. philosophy, history, like the important things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry about the longest tangent. Yeah, you're good. But you were saying that, yeah, so you, yeah. you listen to a lot of people that you outgrew. Yeah, but back, like, the last one I saw that I really liked was, and I agree I, with everything you said, is um, a, a couple, maybe a week ago, I watched... Um, Shapiro talk with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Ooh. which is actually like a smart, s- s- pretty smart dude, you know? Yeah, oh, for sure. Both of them. For and sure. they had like a good debate on like transgenderism, which has, I have some interest in that just because w- that's something I think we're trying to sort out right now, to say the very least. Definitely. You know? um, we can talk about th- that also. Yeah, um, yeah. But that was actually one of the few examples of like two pretty smart people actually going the head ahead and actually like I feel like they had a pretty good productive conversation I wish they stayed on it a little bit more but they were just having a talk (laughs) you know just like us yeah yeah but um I appreciate that they talked because I think they connected on a lot of good issues that um would actually be like helpful to the conversation or informational or like a good way to at least um start and then we can start thinking about it more from where they kind of left off so it doesn't happen often enough. I agree with that. But there's a few of them out there, you know, uh, when mm-hmm. these, yeah. I don't know the best way to say it, but these big heads, when they finally come together, that maybe don't think the same way fully, but then can still connect. 100%. I see exactly what you're yeah. saying. You're saying, basically, correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying a person that's, that doesn't have a stake and is not necessarily an expert might have something interesting to say about the topic. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You yeah. know, because it's more explorative in a yeah. way. The conversation becomes like an exercise in exploration. Yeah, yeah. I that's think that's true. Interesting. That's um, interesting, yeah. But I like picture... Yeah. I just picture like um, like Neil deGrasse Tyson's a very well done guy in just the scientific sense. And then Ben Shapiro in definitely like a political sense. But For sure. And they have many different ways that they've done really well in and that's what we need more of is like but then they differ probably in their politics pretty well and just how they see like life or reality in general like how we should make changes in society and stuff like that so to bring these very smart two people in a room and have them talk um even if they don't um find agreement we can still find those lines of where they differ and then kind of try to parse out where in that maybe is the better course of action once we hear a good opinion from both sides spoken. Yeah, so it generates good data. Yeah, it does. Right? Yeah, yeah it creates yeah. creates good data. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not taking it from some random college kid from the audience <laughs> yeah. shouting some answer yeah. of Ben Shapiro on stage or Steven Crowder in a random campus and one random student comes by and tries to own him. And then right. the, you know yeah. it's not it's none of that. It's actually like it gets closer to like it like an academic or di- or um academic discussion almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So yeah. if we can have more of those, I think the better for sure. That's for what everybody. we're having by the yeah. way. That's yeah. an interesting thing that uh what I was trying what I what I want to preface is first of all, I don't I don't have any disdain or resent towards the political um mm-hmm. YouTubers or or influencers so yeah. to speak. The only thing that I'm trying to emphasize here is this podcast is focusing a lot, from what I can tell, on the distillation as to what a good source of information is. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Yes, I do actually. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's what we're trying to condense here. That's mm -hmm. what we're trying to. That's the problem we're solving, mm -hmm. basically, because I think that'll get help us structure future podcasts better. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all I'm trying to say is, don't listen to people that give you a carrot on a stick. Very in interesting thing that I'm kind of saying here because you know Hamza. No. He's a he's a new. Um, He's like a he's a he's a he's a YouTuber self help YouTuber tells people to get rich get big. Mm -hmm. The point is he, he the 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 kid is the girls bro. Mm. So he's one of those like attractive men people. Type. Yeah, like he's alpha male pickup artist. No 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 he's definitely not oh. that he's oh, definitely okay. not that he's a very sweet he's a great dude. Okay, he helps people. Yeah, genuinely helps people. But what I'm trying to say is with with him, his content. He's giving you a reason to help yourself. But the reason is super superfluous. The reason is not so you have a good life. The reason is so you get a girl. Mm, okay. Right? Yeah. But but even, okay, he might even be touting that you get a good life. But the, he's still giving you a carrot. Mm. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. like, here, chase this. Yeah. You want, a, you want the girl, right? Yeah. You want the girl? Go work out. Mm. Go get Go get money. Then all the girls will like you. That doesn't work, man. Because with me, I'll be honest. And I've seen this with another guy. I think... I'm not, okay, I, I, the thing is I hate sounding... Um, what's the word? Self-inflatory. Self, uh, Self-righteous? No, not righteous. Inflatory. Mm. Like, yeah. I hate, sound, I hate doing that. But, dude, I know the girls, the way they look at me, I know. Mm. And it's like nine girls out of ten or eight girls out of ten. I know the way they're looking at me. They, they, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I hate, I, I know I sound cocky as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. But I know that it, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying in college, women don't really care about how much money you have. In mm -hmm. college, yeah. they care about looks, physique, charisma, stuff mm -hmm. like that, yeah. right? Alpha, alpha. They're young women. Yeah. They're not women. Yeah. They're girls, okay? Mm -hmm. They're young girls. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. They're not looking for indicators of success or wealth or whatever. They're looking at attractiveness, mm -hmm. charisma, charm, whatever. Yeah. Which is very easy to trick them. That's why they go for the bad boy types because th they get tricked. Yeah. Because th those bad boy people, they seem so confident, but they're just charlatans. They're frauds, right? Mm -hmm. But the girls, they don't know any better. They're young. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to say is when you, as a guy who is intellectually capable of understanding human biology, behavior, and all these things, even if you have the choice to get a dime piece, you don't take the dime piece. You don't, man. Mm. That's the thing. I'm single. And trust me when I say this, I can have like, I'm not going to say any girl that I want, but I can have eight girls out of ten. Like I've, I've, yeah. I, I have, a, I, I am the one that chooses. Yeah. Do you know how most men don't have choice? I have choice. Yeah. You also have choice, by the way. Maybe you don't realize that. <laughs> but you have choice. Mm -hmm. You know you can have a, you, you can choose so you know what I mean? If there's five mm -hmm. girls in front of you, five want to be with you. Mm -hmm. Not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So most girls have that. Yeah. So that's the thing with Hamza. Hamza kind of is like, focus on that. Be mm -hmm. the guy who has choice. Yeah. I have choice. I'm not happy. Mm. It's not enough. Yeah. It's just not enough. Yeah. Life is more than that. Life is more than your family. This is a universe, bro. You got to focus on the universe, not, not girls or your biology. You know what I mean? So I think... 
But that's the thing, like, uh, these these people, like, uh, Shapiro, not that I'm hating them yet again, right? Yeah. yeah. But they, they give you the political, they give you the political carrot. Mm-hmm. Oh, once we revolutionize the political system, your life will be great. Oh, once you get the girl, your life, like, bruh, it's mm-hmm. never going to be great. Yeah. Unless you fix the universe yeah. and mm-hmm. your nature. It's too one-dimensional. It's too one-dimensional. Yeah. It's too one-dimensional. John Willink never does that to you. Mm-hmm. John, David fucking Goggins never. Mm-hmm. He, he does the right thing. He's like, hey, motherfucker, you're going to have to suffer a lot. And just suffer. Fuck you. That's life. And he, he, and he encourages you to do that. Mm-hmm. He, you know? And, yeah. and, I, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't even give you a reward. He never talks about what you're going to get. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. He never tells you you're going to get something. Mm-hmm. But you still listen to him. Mm-hmm. And he makes you do it. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And the way Goggins, when, when you listen to Goggins and you work, you don't work out like that when you <laughs> listen to Hamza. You just don't, dude. Because mm-hmm. Goggins does not promise you bullshit. Mm-hmm. Goggins knows. Yeah. He's like, people suck. Every motherfucker here sucks. <laughs> you know, they're not going to understand you. You're going to stand by yourself. Fuck these people. Live you. Be you. Stay hard. You know Stay hard. I mean? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing because he's yeah. not promising. He's not. Th- he's not saying it'll get you money. Mm-hmm. He's not saying it'll get you girls. He's not saying it'll you know make you popular. He's just saying, fuck everyone else, because that's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's it's about, it's about the world. It's not about people. It's not just about people. You know, and the only way you can solve those world level problems is if you stop investing excessively into the people game so to speak you know what i mean yeah be a participant be nice be kind Mm -hmm. don't be an asshole i'm sure david goggins is not an asshole Mm -hmm. if you talk to him i'm sure he's very sweet Mm -hmm. you know he's not like obviously he's super sweet but what he's saying is don't don't be in the social game to get girls or to get power or to feel good about yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you're in a group of five people and they hype you up, you feel pretty good about yourself. But that's not going to do shit. It's not doing anything, bro. Mm-hmm. You just feel good about yourself now, right? Mm-hmm. You're the alpha in the group. Like, So what, man? You're going to go to bed alone. You're going to be sleeping and you'll be dreaming alone. And you're going to wake up alone. Mm-hmm. And if you even if you wake up with a girl, you're still going to be dreaming alone. When you're sleeping, you're like, it's, it's a very intimate moment. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what death's like. And that's just you, homie, and nothing's saving you in there. You know, when you're in that in that cold embrace of the void, mm-hmm. you know, that's why. Like, I, I sometimes don't like to wake up. I like to stay there. I just like to stay in that void, you know, because it's 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 very intimate. Because no one really exists there but you. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you still exist there, and mm-hmm. you have the power to exist there. And if you can exist there, only then can you really start doing things, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that, come on. It's just you, so you better have the right ideas. Anyway, the point is to loop it back around, to, to kind of get out of the artistic abstraction. If you're, if you're like a pig who's being r- run with a carrot on a stick, okay. it's, it's going to get you results, but they're not going to be for permanent results. You're not going to get satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's what the religious people have been saying for, for uh, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Thousands of years, man. Yeah. Buddhism, Taoism, even Christianity to some extent mm-hmm. eventually talks about your relationship with God. Love thy neighbor, but don't forget your relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. It's all the same, bro. Hinduism, 
same ideas, the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the religious people have been saying. And I'm not religious, by the way. I'm agnostic. But I think, yet again, there's value to be had there. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's the thing that I think we're trying to distill what a good source of information is from a bad one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Goggins is sick. Jocko is sick. <laughs> Listen to those people. Rogan is tight. Rogan is sick. Uh, Peterson, really good one. Mm-hmm. These four, I think, are, are like the big four. Mm. For for they they have the right ideas. Yeah. Watch Ronnie Coleman for inspiration. Because the way that guy lives life is pure. Mm. Be like Coleman, be like Ronnie Coleman, but think like these four. Mm. That's life, bro. Yeah. Have you seen Ronnie Coleman? No, I haven't. Yeah, buddy. So <laughs> now he's like, dude, you have to check that guy out. Okay. Yeah. He's just a bodybuilder, he's super sweet. Mm. He's like fucking he used to be. But be like that guy, but I know listen. Like C T Fletcher. I've listened to a bit. Yeah, but he's intense. He's very intense. He's very intense. Is he not like that? Exactly. Dude, Ronnie Coleman's like a kid. Okay. He's like a child. Okay. He's very loving. He's like, dude, he squatted so heavy that all the all the discs in his back got herniated. And he's on a wheelchair now. Jeez. Yeah, he's on a wheelchair. He can't walk properly. Uh, he's an eight-time Mr. Olympia. Um, the thing with Ronnie Coleman is that he's such a sweet, just, he's he's a pure, pure guy. Hmm. You know, like, how to explain it? The reason why he did bodybuilding, that's the that's the reasons you should do whatever you're doing for. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because that's something I've been thinking about is that's what fueled his spirit almost, right? Because I think you need your, your mind fed and your body fed, but then I think almost... I, th- I was talking to somebody else about this. I don't even know if I was recording it or not, but... I think, and I'm still building this idea out, but possibly like let your spirit kind of guide you into the places in society that do feed your body and mind. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, I I think I could connect that to a lot of different things, but like with the school thing, I, I see that as also like just a society thing as just having enough opportunity for everybody to figure out where their spirit fits in well you know yeah whether that's building or programming or painting or now here's the interesting human thing. services anything like it's that. it's the activity that's the that's the key point mm-hmm. is it's what you're saying you got to do something it's not the person it's not the people it's the activity see okay. ronnie coleman did bodybuilding so intensely mm-hmm. that he broke his back basically completely not for money, not for fame, not for power, because he loved it, right? He loved doing that activity. It fed his spirit. Fed his spirit. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we can also kind of articulate it with using something divine or something like that mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but flow state maybe or, or they say that when you're doing something that you really love, you're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You forget time. You forget time. Yep. That's the idea. Same exact idea. The spirit feeds your spirit. Same exact idea. Um. Even the idea of possession can be like that. Like sometimes when a person's so into it, into, into it they, they're lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when, when you're about to see someone squat really heavy and they put headphones on, you know they're gone. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're channeling something. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the similar idea over there. That same idea feeds the spirit. Mm-hmm. Possession. David Goggins, you think that fucker's normal when he's running? <laughs> no, bro. Mm-hmm. He's not fucking he's normal. He's tapping into something. He's tapping into something. Yeah. We don't know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, possession, uh, divinity, uh, spirit, something. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Coleman, Ronnie Coleman did that. He found it for himself. He found it for yeah. himself. Yeah. Mike Tyson found it for himself. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. And you can't force obsession. You know? Mm-hmm. You just are obsessed. Yeah. You just fit in. You just fit in. Yeah. And it's not like a... It's what's so cool about it is it's not rigid. You know? Exactly. It's not like something where you would find in like the in really bad parts of our school system or prison system or anything like that where you're made to fit in to this this you're made to fit into that square hole it's just that like i don't even know what it is because i haven't put enough thought into it but it's like those are the fun the most fun conversations yeah because at the same time it's like whatever shape you are because humans are more complicated than blocks Oh, yeah. So, and throughout time, our shape differs and morphs and changes. And the best that you can, I think, to like try to paint it well is to fit your shape into society's shape at that moment as well. Because whatever that thing, the box that's called, the like box itself where you put the shapes in, you know, whatever that toy is called, that is at the same time just our environment or society or the universe or. Um, all these different things itself, and it's um, it changes and morphs. And the different holes in that box are all different shapes at different times that kind of mold and change. And there's some tendencies there, but they will change over time, you know. And you're a shape yourself ch- kind of changing as well. And so the Be be like water, my friend. Yeah, move and flow with it. and Then you can fit in anything. Mm-hmm. But to get to that level of Coleman, you know, it's something to strive for. It's something to strive for. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Ronnie Coleman's not going to beat Ronnie. Maybe he is. That's the, I don't know. I really don't. I was going to say maybe Ronnie Coleman's not Ronnie Coleman when he's reading a book. Mm. Maybe he is, bro. Mm. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. not just when he's in the gym. He's probably not him when he's snowboarding. Dude, maybe he is. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, we don't know. See, it's complicated, mm-hmm. right? It seems, it seems like, though, most likely it's he's him in the gym. You know? Yeah. He's him with a uh, barbell on his back. Oh, yeah. That's oh, when yeah. he finds him. And that's not to say he can't snowboard, but if you were to lay out in front of him snowboarding a barbell and food, he'd probably choose the barbell. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's a great point, actually, yeah. Yeah. Just natural tendencies, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But what I the thing is I hate limitations, man. Mm. Like, why not? You know, mm. why can a human... I think I think you can... I think a human being can mm-hmm. can be physically gifted, intellectually capable, spiritually aligned. Mm-hmm. You can be everything all at once. It's not easy. Yeah. And trust me, half the time I'm like I'm in disbelief. That's the price you pay, though. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I think that's just the price you pay. Yeah, yeah. I think, like in general, though, um, as I think we haven't like directly connected to, but just everything is a nice balance. And I think some limitation is needed, you know? Yep. Yep. Just like, yep. Um, he showed up the yin yang symbol on his wrist. Just yeah. I've got that tattooed listening. on me. Um, and so I think a little bit of limitation is needed and, um, but obviously over rigidity is, I, I connect this back almost in a political sense because more of a conservative thought pattern is more rigid or structured and a more liberal thought pattern is more free-flowing almost and creative. 
And um, like that's how you see that more entrepreneurial efforts are done by more liberal types. Oh, yeah. And more um, people that run the businesses are more conservative types. Yeah, there's so, the creatives versus yeah, the conscientious yeah. people. And I've been trying to get away from the political sphere, I guess, in general. But like my basic word of thumb is we need both. We need the creatives to create. But then we also just need a strong foundation and structure below us. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you can obviously tell I'm a creative, mm -hmm. clearly, yeah. right? So the thing with the political thing is, dude, I am not anti-politics. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. I just think as a creative, and this is going to be very controversial, might even get me in trouble, but because FBI and shit, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the thing is, man, um, what these people have done with the political game, it's just, man, it got to go, dude. Mm. I think it's broken beyond repair. Okay. It's got to go. Not the Constitution, mind you. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The Constitution, great. No problem. Yeah. The people in charge. Mm. Republican versus Democrat. Dude, leave. Mm. It's enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys have... Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Have you seen how much debt we're in? A lot. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you guys doing, <laughs> yeah. man? Like, seriously, what the fuck are you guys doing? Elon Musk is doing a better job than NASA. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Private medical sectors are doing better than... Public ones, I mean, you know, government ones. Yep. Yet again, it's a, it's, 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 like an, it's a travesty, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when the private sectors are doing a better job than the government, you know something's off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, motherfuckers, you print money. <laughs> you, you make money. <laughs> I'm sorry for like You're good. <laughs> you make money, bro. You literally make money. How the yeah. fuck can you fuck it up? What yeah. the fuck's up with you? Because mm -hmm. you're not focused on the right things, dumbasses. You, do you see what I mean? I know what you mean. You can literally print money and give grants to scientists. Do you have any idea how much fusion can help the world? Like fusion reaction? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even trying to sound fucking kooky or whatever. I'm just pissed right now, dude. Because fusion will actually change so much in terms of energy creation. The biggest problem that we have today is energy. It's not food. It's nothing else. It's energy. It really is. We can, we can get into that discussion also. Mm -hmm. But dude, it's energy, man. But the point that I'm trying to emphasize here is you can make money and give grants to scientists. Mm -hmm. Literally. You're printing money for all sorts of stupid reasons and arbitrary reasons like the, like the military. Mm -hmm. like the industrial military... The, the, what was it called? The, the industrial complex? Industrial military complex. Industrial yeah. yeah, you're doing that. Literally, you're funding these people. Mm -hmm. You're making these arms and guns. Printing so much money mm -hmm. for the stupidest <coughs> reasons, but you can't fucking give grants to scientists. Mm -hmm. You can't give grants to companies. You can't give loans to dude. Okay, yet again, this fucking college debate. You can declare you can't declare bankruptcy on a student loan. What the fuck? Yeah. What are you trying to do? What the fuck's the point? What What's the intention here? Yeah. The intention is to keep people down. The intention is to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you realize that you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt, you have to do a job you don't like. You can't declare bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Only then will you do the shitty fucking jobs that the people want you to do. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why the fuck would you work in a stupid cubicle? You won't. Mm -hmm. You do it because you have to do it. And the government knows that. And they know that, you know, if, if, if you have resources and time to look at the system, that you'll want to overthrow them. You will, you, you'll want to overthrow the fucking government. Not in an anarchist way, in a peaceful way. I'm not saying fucking... Oh, I'm saying... These guys are not capable and competent anymore. Mm -hmm. Leave. You guys are too focused on the power dynamic of things, man. Yeah. I'm sick of this shit. I'm mm -hmm. so sick. You just want to... Like, the Democrats are only worried about not letting the re Republicans have the power, and the Republicans are only worried about not letting the Democrats have the power. Mm -hmm. And the whole game's getting fucked up because of that, man. Mm -hmm. No progress is being made. Mm 
mm-hmm. what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Leave. Yeah. Populist party, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Leave. Yeah. We need a new party. Yeah. Seriously. And th- th- that's the thing that it's it's like, I, it, it could get me in trouble saying all these things because it really could. But man, fuck these guys, dude. Like, get out. Rogan can't say it, obviously, because he's situated in the fucking center of this paradigm. Imagine if Rogan said what I said. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's too much power. It's too much. He has too much power. Yeah. It's hard to think what he would say, but I feel like he would just speak whatever's on his mind. Me he, personally. Bro, Rogan is smart. He's like, mm. hey, look, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Mm, like naming certain naming people. and then Dude, you don't think the government gets people killed? Yeah. Bro, yeah. come on, bro. Like, mm-hmm. for the next thing I know is I'm dead. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. I think... Hey, in a month from now, if I die, just saying. We got this recording, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. But, um, Fucking hell, dude. I think I take a little different perspective. Like, I agree with you, but I have a little bit different take on that. Right. Where um, it's our fault. We're putting too much, too much energy or weight or um, power to that sector, our government sector, to the politicians. And I think it's a feature, and I think it's a needed feature of government to be slow and almost um, in gridlock all the time. I think it's a good, I, I think if we don't give them too much power, it's a good feature in the sense that they move very slowly and we want them to move slowly because we don't want them to be making decisions very quickly in my opinion. I see what you're saying. And so I think it's a good feature that it's slow because no progress is getting made because I think, as you were kind of alluding to, the progress should be more made on the private front and I think even in, at the state level or more local level. Should it be made on the private front? You think that? Should. Should's an important word. Yeah. I, I Probably not should. Um, and I, it would... Context is helpful, you know, so in particular situations we could parse that out, you know. Um, like, well, there was some like billionaire or whatever like that, but that started his own healthcare and stuff like that. I saw on the news a couple months ago, like that's starting to get very privatized and we can see if that's good or bad, but it's interesting that it's happening that way, you know, um, because, um, people want like a universal healthcare and that would be from a government level, but you know, we're seeing this kind of creep in from a more private level and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. He's advocate. He's trying to make more drugs and stuff like that more cheaper for people, which um, would make sense. And all that that needs to be housed under is a nice economy in a sense of things are marketed properly. You know, there should be some sort of profit, but at the same time, whatever. If it takes you fifty cents to manufacture this particular pill, it's not marketed at a thousand dollars. That's a little crazy, you know. And there's some cases of that. And so it'd be inter- uh, it's going to be an interesting to see this play out, you know, in the private sector. But um, I guess getting back to what I was saying is, like, I think it's a feature of government to be moving slow, to kind of creep as a turtle. Because, um, and I think it can, it can move its course a little bit and very slowly. But, uh, again, like, I think Peterson connects to the environment as moving like a snake and it's always changing. And so if we can just have our government as our foundation underneath it, slowly moving with with that. But then on top, people and groups and families in the community and the state and everything like that just kind of shift and can kind of have greater shifts because they're working at a smaller level. 
I think that's where changes can be better made. And this is something I've talked to one of my other friends about is like, because we're both Colorado natives is just trying to make Colorado the best state that we can possibly manage and make it and not like any superiority from that, but just like, I mean, as we were kind of alluding to, we're stupid. It's, it's college, a humble. It's a yeah. humble goal. Yeah, we're stupid college kids, and so while we agree, I agree with you that everything is within the context of the universe. You got to start somewhere, but you want to start high but reachable, basically. And so I think, like from a state level, it'd be very nice to try to clean up everything that we can in colorado you know because me and him are both natives and so it it has a personal aspect to it but also just that's what's in our our sphere of influence and it's a little bit out of it which means we have to grow and get better to kind of push out of it and then if we achieve what we'd like to achieve it'd be cool to see this as a nice um almost model for everything to go by and uh, you hit on something that is a personal goal of mine in general a little bit ago where i want to try to figure out a consensus on as many things as we can. Yeah, Obviously yeah. Obviously, some things yeah. are in the work, and we're right. And we should state that on particular issues where it's like we need more research on this. Yep. Let's yep, just hold up. Yep. But then I think there's some things where we can develop some sort of, I don't know, method or algorithm or matrix or different tools that we right. have at our hands to really give the people that don't know anything and be like, and this is why we need both sides talking because we need an informed approach to these things sure, sure. where um, to help color this picture of whatever we want to try to solve, Got it. to have a matrix at play or program right, or right. whatever we need to then show people and be like, what, however, like we said, you're wired, however your spirit aligns. Mm-hmm. I just want you to be informed. So here's yeah, everything yeah, from all yeah. sides, from all angles. That, that was good. That was uh, what you said is uh, I didn't think about it. That was very insightful. Yeah. The idea of, um, oh, man, this is kind of giving me a bad vibe. But the thing is, how to explain it? The gridlock is a good feature, but, man, it's about currency at the end of the day, dude. Hmm. Okay. See what I'm trying to say? Okay. What I'm trying to say is that if if the system that's in a gridlock mm-hmm. has the power over the currency, that's just a that's a flaw, bro. Okay. I see you what know? you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And if I'm wrong, you can correct me on that. Yeah. But I my mind is not able to you know mm-hmm. what's the word? Weasel around it. I just can't. Mm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. just, I just can't, I'm just unable to. Yeah. I'm trying to. This is something we need to deal with. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to not even like bring it up, but it's like it's so, it's such a, what's the word, man? It's such a colossal. Um, Hole? Hole's a good way to put it, but it, it has so much weight to it, mm. uh, you know? It's just, it's the gravity, it's, it's very dense. Yeah. That they have, the, man, they make money. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I hate to say it, China's going to take over, bro, very soon. Mm. And there's nothing we can do about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So as much as I I want want to even contribute to your quest in making Colorado the best state, I think it's the the quest. You know what I mean? It's the quest. Mm -hmm. But how the fuck are you going to do that when, let's say, a war is going to happen or the whole 
the whole ec- economy is going to collapse. Yeah. And it, 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 I hate saying this, but it is, man. Yeah. It's, it's like it is, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. you got to think about that. Yeah. The debt, the amount of debt we're in. Mm-hmm. It's just too late, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't even like doing. Pe- I don't like being pessimistic. But give me one reason why China wouldn't do it. One one reason, bro. Wouldn't do what? Um, change the world order. Mm. Give me one reason. I don't know. Everything's so interconnected right now that I don't know what. Th- See, I think. Are you picturing some sort of physical act, like some sort of attack or invasion or something like that? Is that what you're picturing from China? It need not even be that drastic. But uh, what I'm trying to basically say, I also know, man, I know it's going to happen. It's it's just it's writing all over the wall. Um, Sure, we can even use a probabilistic model. Okay. And I heard this guy, Ray Dalio, phenomenal, phenomenal um, analyst. He said there's a 40 percent chance. That uh, a war is gonna, or a civil war, might happen in the USA, hmm. in the next, and maybe that number is, is, is probably higher. Yeah, probably sixty percent now, mm-hmm. maybe even seventy. I don't know, but he said that a civil war, there's a forty percent chance a civil war, civil war might break out, and I think he said like a twenty percent chance. I'm not entirely sure, but he said a, like a war, using military, mm-hmm. between China and USA. Which man, that's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be pretty. Yeah, but I'm saying that's a. W- why is that going to happen? You know why that's going to happen? It's going to happen because of the gridlock. Mm. Because, because we're not acting fast enough? Yeah. Because not only that we're not acting fast enough, you dumb fucks literally could have printed infinite money and given it to the right causes. Mm. You have infinite money, man. Like, mm. I, I, I want to scream. Mm. I, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so angry. It's the amount. It's like it's so. It's so frust. You have infinite money, you fucking idiot. S idiots. Mm-hmm. You have infinite money. How the fuck can you fuck this up so bad? What What are you dumb fucks doing? It's so. It's so easy, dude. Just oh my god, you make money. Isn't that Isn't that like? Oh, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Isn't there a uh, worry though that um, you can print it? The thing is, they would give it to the wrong. That's people? what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, fucking, you're the government, dude. You are the government. See, this is where we can get into conspiracy theories. Okay. But I don't think that's productive. Is it? Do you think it's productive? Uh, it depends on the theory, honestly. I mean, dude, what if they're already conducting specific special research? Okay. Do you think so? What do you think? Possible, right? Like, there's definitely, like, Look, secret programs. Man, I would fucking hope so. Yeah, no, there's def- that's definitely a hope. thing. Yeah. Imagine that these dumb fucks don't have any secret programs. Yeah. No, they definitely do. Yeah, so if they're if they're if they're doing that in the right way, in the right things. So, man, hopefully they're working on fusion. Hopefully they're working on better mm. better propellant systems. Hopefully they're working on efficient ways to regulate energy. Hopefully they're working on fucking some sort of chemicals that enhance the human spirit, mind and physique. Hopefully. Fucking hopefully. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope. Yeah. So if they're not, then we're fucked. Hmm. We're fucked. Trust me. Hmm. If there's no secret programs, constructive. Because China's doing this? Is that, like, are you saying this because we're not going to be able to compete at a certain point? Yeah, man. Is that what you're getting at? China's going to win in world relations. Eventually. Not eventually. Very soon. Very soon. What do you mean by world relations? 
man, the global there's a global economy. Yeah, yeah. We don't live in uh, like an isolated economy anymore. Yeah, everything's connected. Everything's connected. It's a yeah. global economy. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, America has the the power in the global economy. It's the world power, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. China's going to be the world power very soon, and that's going to be a, a very painful period for USA. Very painful. Yeah. If, if it doesn't have its industrial complexes built properly. If it's not self-sustaining, mm-hmm. China's self-sustaining, bro. You know what I mean? It is for the most part. I mean, it's also like what's the word that I'm looking for? It's also authoritarian. Yeah. So it doesn't really give a fuck about its citizens all that much. Yeah. But I'm saying, at least from a perspective of generation of finances, in relation to the world, mm-hmm. you know, in that in in that, in that relation, it is. Mm. America is not. America outsources so much resources. Yeah. To China. Yeah. So many things are made in China, imported. Mm-hmm. So many things are made in uh, Vietnam, imported. Mm-hmm. Bhutan, Bangladesh, even India. Mm-hmm. Pakistan sometimes, fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that those systems need to be implemented in USA before it's too late. Yeah, That's where the urgency is required. Yeah. We need factories. We need, we need them. Mm-hmm. We need these, these buildings. We need these, these systems. Yeah. We need better access to resources, you know? We mm-hmm. need that stuff, man. Yeah. We need we need proof of work that is beyond software. Mm-hmm. We're winning on the software front a lot, but you know what about what about the in the industrial industries? You know, mm-hmm. they're relevant. Mm-hmm. Don't you think so? No, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, right? I That's feel like we need more manu- manufacturing here. I love the model. I always think about is Jocko Willink's whole business with how they make all their. I think jujitsu gis in the U.S. Great. And all their yeah. other products and stuff Thank like God. that. His boots. And everything like that I know he makes, and I really appreciate that. I mean, like, at some point when my boots were, wear out, I plan to buy some just because I like that it was made here. You know, I like that idea. And I, it would be nice if more manufacturing was in the States. Yeah, that was cost-effective, you mm-hmm. know? We yeah. can't compete with China, bro. Yeah. We can't. Well, we're seeing this play out right now with, like, the microchips, right? Because be- because that's a big outsourced thing, and there's – what is there, a shortage of – either chips or manufacturing or what transportation of it to where we're getting the short end of the stick because none of it's made here is my understanding of it at least. Right, right. Do you know much about that? I don't really know as much as I should. I think that's a Taiwanese thing though. Okay. Isn't it like microchips and they're, they're made in Taiwan? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know exactly where the fault is of like where in the system mining, it's I believe. broken. It could be the mining. I think yeah. it's the mining because cobalt, uh, co- uh, sorry, Cobalt. Mm. I think it's cobalt. Cobalt's very rare. Yeah. And there's just not enough. It, it, it's also connected to the, um, the cryptocurrency boom. Because mm. graphics cards, yeah, yeah. that's how you mine cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And um, I actually know how to mine it also, funnily enough. Like it's, uh, my, father, my father knows how to mine it, stuff like that also. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, because of the, what's the word, the rise of crypto, mm-hmm. so much demand is for graphic cards. And mm-hmm. there's not enough. Um, supply. Yep. So that's quite literally the problem. It's not that maybe there's not even a shortage of cobalt. Cobalt, my bad. Maybe there's a shortage of um, the speed of processing it. Mm. You know, the manufacturing speed is Mm. too slow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wherever the fault in the system is, there's none, there's very little being made here. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something we can easily say. And we can see that with a lot of different products as well mm-hmm. that's not like you were saying and i think that would be great to try to bring back some of the industry and to just have 
those basic jobs as well for yeah. people. My concern is harmony, Bosh. That's the thing. The thing is how to explain it. Hmm. The only people that will suffer as a result of the disharmony between the globalized economy okay. is the lower middle class and the middle class and maybe even the upper middle class people. And that's like 99% of people. Okay. You know what I mean? So let me process that. Um, Let's assume that China gains power in the global economy. Okay. The people, everything's, the price of everything's going to go up. Hmm. Naturally, that's so obvious, right? And then there will be shortages and then there will be supply problems and maybe even food shortages. You know, mm-hmm. and what I'm trying to say is, imagine COVID, but worse at least like ten times, yeah, without a disease, yeah, it's anarchy, yeah, that's possible. Do you think market forces would take play where we could just maybe have to pay a higher premium, but just buy from somebody else, uh, and we the dollar won't be worth much, man. Mm. That's the issue. Mm. See, okay, you can't buy. You have no what, what's buying power. Yeah. The thing is, uh, the inflation rate's 8%. Mm-hmm. When China takes over, it's like going to be 80 million percent mm-hmm. in like a second. Like, like cash means nothing mm. instantly, right? Yeah. In, the sp- in, in, in a split second, your cash went from a dollar to like one millionth of a penny. I guess... Um, That's where cryptocurrencies can come in. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. But even the cryptocurrencies are going to tank because mm. the dollar just got eviscerated, right? Okay. So. You know what I mean? Like it's go, it's it's just gonna destabilize the whole thing, because how many dollars have been funneled into cryptocurrencies? A lot. A lot. A yeah, lot. Billions. Billions, maybe trillions. We don't know. Yeah. If if the government is kind of, you know, pulling the strings, because they can, mm. you can just print money, sh- shove it into the system, and mm. you fuck that system up too. So what I'm saying is, like everything's gonna get fucked up in that regard. Because the dollar's not gonna mean anything. And what what's left? Gold, silver, guns, <laughs> water, fists. Mm. You know, baseball bats with nails in them, chainsaws. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I want to go back because it, w- it won't be like a, like a, in- I don't think it will be an instantaneous moment. It has the potential to be. It that definitely. Like China is oh, yeah. taken over. It won't it be a, tran- yeah. there won't be any transition period. I'm saying that there's a put, there's a possibility for it to be just a okay. snap, like Thanos, yeah. literally like Thanos. There's a possibility, Boom. yeah, but wouldn't you say most likely there's just a transition, though? Yeah, probably, probably a transition. Yeah, like a depression. But even in that case, it, it's like it's still like a slow death, though. Yeah, it's, it's still death. Yeah, so many people are gonna go under. So many businesses, mm-hmm. assets, resources, mm-hmm. materials. It's just the problem that I have with that is the suffering. Mm-hmm. It's all it's also gonna reorganize the society and the system, which is a positive thing, probably. Yeah. You know, it's restructuring, but what about all the misery it's gonna generate yeah. f- for the people that had no part to play in it, man? Why do you That's think that's what hurts? Sorry. Why do you think this will hit like middle class harder? The hardest. Because they don't have power, dude. Like they they don't have they don't have a say in it. But yeah. wouldn't the middle class have more power than the lower cr- class? In numbers, I mean, I'm I'm pairing the the lower and the middle and the upper in the, in the same category. The one percent's obviously going to be fine. 
The reason is because they have an abundance of resources already. Houses, defenses, bodyguards, food, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Right? And even, even their place in the economy, it's still going to be relatively well-established, provided they're not total fucking imbeciles. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Musk is probably going to be fine after China takes over. Mm-hmm. Probably, because he is, he, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's reliable. Yeah. But, dude, what about the, what about the guy that owns a pizza shop? In Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Who can't even get bread anymore. Yeah. But then what about the little worker in the pizza shop? Exactly. lower class They're in the same boat. Okay. So you're saying lower and middle are going to get hit. Even upper middle class, man. Okay. They won't have jobs. Okay. So everybody, like the the bottom 80% almost. Yeah. Maybe 90%. Maybe 99%. But I think 80 is a better estimate. Yeah. Okay. 80 is a safer estimate. It's not one worth 99. Yeah, probably 80. But dude, my only problem with that is that they did not have a say in it. Mm. Like all the misery and the pain that they'll go through. Yeah. You know, just helpless. Yeah. I guess like... like why is this happening to me? What did I ever do to deserve this? Mm-hmm. People should not be made to feel that. Mm-hmm. Like why did I ever deserve this sort of thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So that's the thing. That they will feel that. So but now what? What do we do? What do we do? You, you what do we do? Gosh. I mean... A lot of these things are out of my scope of practice and even out of like in a in a certain sense out of my curiosity because mm-hmm. I, I think they're just so intangible for me that I don't pay any mind to them and just kind of work on what I got. I see what you're saying, but so how th- are you going to change the state if the if the whole world changed? Like the way you're going to no, change. I think that's a that's a good criticism of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm abstracting the problem too yeah. far out because I have the tendency to do that. Maybe a bit, but I, I, I think that's valid. I because think, okay, just, just as a funny little caveat, I think of things on a cosmic scale too. Yeah. That's how weird I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm sometimes I'm just sitting. I'm thinking about the like the evolutionary consequences mm-hmm. of human behaviors. Yeah. And how it'll shape the human genome itself. Mm-hmm. Like a thousand years from now, yeah. so I like I'm really abstract. I'm really I really zoom out. Yeah, because I think the more you zoom out, ironically, the more the problem at the root gets addressed. Mm. The more you zoom out. Yeah, you know, S- you see what I'm saying? It's kind of counter counterintuitive. I see what you're saying. I think I have the opposite tendency, though. I see. <laughs> well, that, that helps. I that know helps. what you mean, but um, I mean, I do have a tendency to like think in the future, and that's something. Like a couple months ago, I was doing too much of, and I've had to dial back in, and I think I have it to a nicer balance of just trying to do what I can within the day or week or at most month is where I'm trying to keep my headspace, I guess. Right. Um, But just to close, or not close, but just kind of sum up on that, like, it's a good criticism of, like, even if you get a state right, the state's still in a government and the government's still in the world, you know, that's a valid criticism, but at the same time, like you can blow it up as much as you want. And like, you can add any, like why do anything to any question when you're just like, like we know eventually our sun's going to explode. I have workarounds around that. Okay. Well, I mean, if we do have like a technology, techno, technological That's billions work of years. around we have billions of years. Yes. Yeah. Billions. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Where you can kind of extract it, where you can get to a point where things are just out of your hand completely. Unless, well, because even 
to a certain extent, you're not going to be here. You're a drop in the bucket. If it's billions of years out, we get off this planet, right? So it's not even in your control personally. There's lots of caveats to this whole thing. Like, I'm not really scared of death to begin with. For <laughs> like, dude, trust me, I'm a weird fucking character when it comes to shit like that. I have a lot of ideas that actually will work. That's mm. the funny thing. Like, they're not just shitty ideas. They're, they're not sci-fi. They'll work. Okay. But I'm saying... Okay, let me put it to you this way. There's a, there's a reason we're e- even able to have spiritual experiences. Mm. You can have them, bro, you know? Like yeah. You can... When you're... Even in, even in a conversation, you can feel something. You can feel it. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is not normal. This is something unique. This is different. No, I've gotten goosebumps like five times during the talk. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying a state of mind. Oh. Like some people have told that... My friend said that my thoughts are intoxicating. Mm. Like you feel high when you're talking to me sometimes. People have that experience. And Socrates had, had the same thing with him. And the Buddha, same exact thing. And even even when you're in the company of, let's say, like a sage or a monk, you can feel that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is just the fact that you can have these experiences is indicative of the fact that we're not entirely bound by time. There's something going on. We don't know. As I said, we just don't know. Mm. But you know. You know deep down inside, you know. In- intuitively, you know. Yeah. That there's so many things to be said, but... You know, there's so many things to be oh, said yeah. about that. There's so much we can talk about. There's so much general. we can talk about. Exactly. So, what I'm what I'm saying is the how to explain it. You know what infinity is? Yeah. Infinity is not a number. Infinity is a state. Because you can't. That's a crazy thought. <laughs> like you that. can't get there, bro. Mm. It's it, you know what I mean. It it, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. It doesn't have a beginning. Mm. Okay. But you can approach. You can approach it. How can you approach something that has no beginning or end? Because it's a trajectory. You can go back or forward in an infinity. Mm. Right? Okay. That's how you think. So okay. the past. You know? Okay. Like try, start, try to start thinking about before you were born. Try. I'm not saying. I'm just try. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're approaching the negative infinity now. And everything that your body's mm. feeling right now, all the dread and anxiety and weird sensations and the, the pit in your stomach maybe or the sh- emptiness in your chest, you know, you'll feel that. Like, huh, what was, it, what was it like when I wasn't born? You're feeling it, right? See what I mean? I think I'd really have to meditate on it, but I think I, yeah, I, but I know y- what you mean. Yeah, man, if you're really aligned, you can feel, you feel things. You're like, okay. Because, dude, it's, it's anxiety-provoking is the thing. Because... Mm. You have to try, you know? Yeah. You have to try to be like, okay, what what was it like before I was born? Me. What was I like before I was born? And that's like my fingers are starting to sweat a little bit. Mm. Cold sweat is like on my fingers right now. Okay. So that's the thing. My hands are getting cold. My fucking calves are getting cold. Why? Because adrenaline is, is being secreted and the blood's going near my core. Right? It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's not, it, see, it's weird, right? That your body does that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can start thinking about the future. You know, you can start thinking about maybe the transhumanist activities where, where we can be cyborgs. And then you feel something there. If you're really aligned with the, with the, with the let's say, the restraints or lack thereof of time. Because your mind, depending on how much information you have, can really create that reality. Not in, in, in reality as we know it, but in your own experience. Okay. You know what I mean? 
it's kind of it's a lot to pace. It's it's a lot to digest. Yeah, I'm trying to get my head fully wrapped around it. I guess I it'll take a while. What is the feeling exactly? Can you define that more and color that more for me? When you talk about this feeling, first of all, it's it's I think it it's it's idiosyncratic in nature. Okay. Because come on, because I can't really describe a feeling. That's called poetry. <laughs> mm. You know, okay. trying to describe a feeling is poetry. You know, yeah. Trying to describe your perception is art. Mm-hmm. That's art. You know, you're not just drawing something. You're trying to show the world how you see something. Okay, I know what you're getting at. That's um, perception. But I'm saying perception is idiosyncratic. So, like the way I'll draw that bottle and the way you'll draw that bottle, irrespective of skill is going to be different in micro ways. Because hmm. you see it slightly different than I do, you know? Yeah. And you might feel joy slightly different than I do. Maybe you see color different than I do. Okay. We don't know. There's yeah. no way to measure that. I see what you're saying. I guess, like, we both like to pursue ideas. Oh, That's fuck obvious. Yeah. Um, but I know that when I'm hitting on something, and I've hit on multiple things well, because I think this past week it's maybe happened... In this conversation, I feel it when I, I get goosebumps at things. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I've had it literally like four or five times while, while you've been talking. Things like you say something and it hits me and connects to certain things. But, um, man, I can't even remember what certain things were. But it's just like, to me, it's when I take something in. Either you're talking and I'm reading something or I'm listening to something or anything like that or hearing something. And then that I can feel it and see it and everything like you said I guess aligns I never thought of it that way but it does align where I see it connect with just the structure of reality or being itself play Mm -hmm. out in my brain that's how I'm and I I know I'm there because I get goosebumps Mm -hmm. that's like my that's like a I guess indicator for me and it's happened a couple times this week and I know I guess I'm on the right track with things because I I see that indicator hit, which means like I'm on to something where I put my body and mind in the right spot for that spirit to get hit. Right. Right. Like we were talking about earlier. And so then I know I'm on to something because I actually, I got my corpse to the right spot and then my body was in, and then my mind was in the right place right. to receive this thing. And it hit on the greater whole of everything. And, it's not everything, but it was able to, and like you said, in a non-descriptive way, describe the structure of reality again to me, if that makes sense. Let me blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did that make somewhat sense? It did make sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everything's already connected. Yeah. Think about that for one second. You see how you were saying that I, s- I feel it connect. Mm-hmm. It's already connected. It is. Yeah. It's just w- awakening up <laughs> back to it. Everything no, is. You're though. totally right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So once once you realize that and you realize your thoughts are a part of that, you can start creating mm. these realities. Mm. They exist, man. They do. They exist. Mm. Not in a material sense. What do you mean by create these realities? You can like you can it's called imagination. That's oh, basically okay. what that okay. is, right? You can that's how you that's how you write books. That's how you write stories. Okay. But they're rooted in reality. Yeah. But you it's know? also how you plan and goal set and everything, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. actions are obviously paramount. Okay. Obviously, right? Because that's the thing with me that um, 
I have kind of found a way or an algorithm, so to speak, in which I can just kind of get stuff done. Okay. But then when I am just doing my regular reg- regular things, I, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to just be as creative as I possibly can be in, in my thoughts and ideas. Okay. You know? Yeah. So you found for yourself there's a time yeah. to run this program and be a little bit more rigid. I'm always running done. this program, bro. That's my problem. Hmm. That's the, I don't, but I don't even think it's a problem necessarily. Okay. Like I can just run, I can just maintain it, you know? And yeah. But under yeah. this program, whatever we're referencing, there's almost sub-programs, right? That you run. Does that make sense? I think they run, bro. Hmm. Yeah, who's running who? Are you running them or are they running you? You tell me. I believe in free will. Okay. I believe uh, I believe that you're in absolute control mm-hmm. at, at every any given moment. And if I want to, I can turn it off too, like... It's like a mode switch. Yeah. But I don't want to. Turn it I off. I like being there. I like being in that zone of just um, creativity. Okay. There's, okay, how to explain it? You can interface with the world. Interface with it. Mm. It's kind of, I know I sound hippy-dippy bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, very, it's very hard to not sound that way, but you, man, you come to just, crazy intellectual realizations hmm. that are all, uh, a lot of the times heartbreaking, you know, um, how to explain it. Like the, the, once you study, once you study evolutionary biology and you realize the consequences that evolution has had on the human behaviors and genomes and really understand it, it's soul crushing, crushes hmm. you really does hmm. like um i recently had this uh, epiphany and i don't even know if 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 this is something weird or not but i realized that singers use notes and because because i studied evolutionary biology right okay y- you know how there's high notes and l- low notes and there's vibrato and all that mm-hmm. they're trying to mimic the the cry of a child okay because it produces a compassionate response. Okay. Think about that, bro. That's evolution. Mm. That's that's the that's the consequence okay. of evolution, bro. Yeah. That's evolution. Yeah. I didn't read this anywhere. That's the beautiful thing. I was mm. listening to this guy, and I was really in 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 tune with what I was feeling. I was feeling like, oh, I gotta help him out. Mm-hmm. Why was I feeling that? Because it was mimicking the cry of like an infant. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And then you then you detach yourself from time, as I said, right? Like you go back and forward into infinities. You detach yourself from time. You're like, okay, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> it came from somewhere and it exists today. And if it exists today, it's a viable strategy for existence. That's the point, man. Every human being that you see alive and their behaviors, they're rooted in evolutionary biology. Whatever the fuck they're doing, Whatever they're doing, we don't know what they're doing. It has made s- this far. Since the beginning of time, things had to play out a certain way for them to be here. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So whatever the fuck their algorithm is, intellectual or non-intellectual, it's working. Yeah. 
So that's the thing about the, the, the weird spiritual interfacing with the universe zone that I'm talking about. That when you really connect it to yourself and you see yourself as an expression of the world itself, you start seeing other people as an expression of the world too. And then you start seeing who they are, why they exist, and what the fuck they're doing. Hmm. And yeah, I couldn't help but think that that circuitry was a little bit reptilian and snake-like with the, the singer. Yeah. It made me a little uncomfortable because mm. I was like, wow, this is borderline manipulative. Mm. And he doesn't even realize what he's doing. Yeah. Like the only reason you're enjoyable. It was a, it was a song about heartbreak also. I need to know now, can you love me again? Something like that, mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, holy fuck. That's a that's like a child crying out to his mother or something, and that's why imagine doing that to a, to a woman, mm. like you're just a narcissistic type person, mm -hmm. and you know you have this fucking golden voice, mm -hmm. and you know it's gonna invoke a certain response in your lover, and you sing your heart out, yeah, you like cry like a child, and it's like overriding their biological programming, and they come crawling back to you because mm. they can't help it, yeah, because they're biologically programmed to do so, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, that's scary, isn't it, yeah. Yeah, and I see <laughs> shit like that with people everywhere. And it's horrifying and fucking exhilarating at the same time. Mm. I'm just walking down the street, see someone's posture. I'm like, huh, what the fuck is that that guy doing over there? It's just interesting little things like that. Yeah. Why do you use the word like horrifying or terrifying or scary when you notice these things? Why does it scare you? Because it's timeless. Mm. Like it's like that feature is never going away. Okay. It's timeless. Why you know? does that scare you then? Because think about the magnitude, bro. Think about how long this, will, this is going to get perpetuated. Mm. It's, it's, it, even that circuit is approaching infinity. Yeah. If you don't know where it goes, it goes somewhere. It, it, it's either going to keep going and building upon it or it's going to extinct, go to extinction. That's what all systems do. Okay. You know? So it's not timeless then, right? Because it can extinct. It can. Okay. But... Sorry, I, 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 th I think it's timeless. As long as gender and sexuality exist, that's timeless. Mm. Okay. Weird fucking conversation, huh? A little bit, but <laughs> I like it. See? I still don't understand why it's scary, though. Like, why is timelessness scary? Because it's so grand. Because the thing oh, is... Oh, it's so vast. It's so it's vast. It's so big. My mind can process it. Okay. That's scary. Mm. That's scary. That's like, what the fuck? Like, it's too much almost. Mm. And I'm a, like, I'm a system just like any other. Like, my mind... Dude, what the fuck is this going to do? <laughs> like, imagine like a billion years of evolution on my mind. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Mm. It's scary. You know? Yeah. Because you can just see patterns. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I... It, you know? Mm -hmm. Fuck, I don't know. What the fuck do I do with this information? Now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's scary. And you can kind of also predict that some things are not going to work. Mm. That's also scary. That's terrifying, you know? Yeah. And some people it's very conveniently and ignorantly bring up the eugenics debate here. I don't even have to do anything. It's not eugenics. It's just nature. Like, if you understand nature and you understand human beings, you know what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And that's scary because it's powerful. It is, yeah. It's powerful, right? Yeah. Like, think about all the people that can't stop eating. Hmm. You think that's going to last? No. It's not going to last. Mm -hmm. Like how, like you know, how many generations of morbidly obese people can exist? How many? Four. That's it. 
Well, what happens after four? I mean, I'm just saying that it's eventually gonna, it's it's eventually gonna get outcompeted. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I right? agree with like, that. Yeah, they're physically that. less less capable. Yeah, yeah. And I, see, I like I'm not trying to be a dick. No, but the physicality also drips into the mental, and it drips into all aspects yeah. of life. Depression, and just makes hormonal it harder to live. Yeah, heart attacks. Yeah, right, yeah. man, and it's a uh, yeah. That's the thing that the, that circuit, the circuit simple. It's a very simple circuit to understand. The circuit is eat as much as you can because you might not get food the next time mm. when, when you want food. That's yeah. the simple circuit. That's what the circuitry has evolved to do. Mm-hmm. But in this environment, there's infinite food. Yeah. So the circuit's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't stop, man. Yeah. They can't stop. Yeah. What do you think's the problem? Laziness? No, it's the circuit. They cannot stop. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that kept them alive in the past. Mm-hmm. People would eat a fuck ton in the winter, yeah. not eat anything during, like, they would eat a fuck ton in the summer, my bad. Mm-hmm. Not eat anything during the winter. Literally anything. Yeah. Or very little. Yeah. Lose a fuck ton of weight. And that's it. They, yeah. did, they did that since the beginning of time. So we were talking about systems. Sure. We've connected a lot of different things. We have also, like, our genetic or evolutionary system we talked about our governmental system this could all be a simulation also we'll get back to that yeah everything is connected yeah so i think like as i said the governmental a feature of the governmental system is that it moves so slowly mm-hmm. something that moves slower is our genetic evolution as well right just like there's a, a governmental evolution there's a genetic and that moves a lot slower but what we've done that's very crafty is that we've created culture that can be manipulated much quicker to help fill the environment. Sure. And so while the circuit won't change anytime soon, we just need to develop a better or different view or outlook or culture around eating habits to d- deal with this particular issue. The you caveat know? is we make culture. We make culture. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. What's the difference between this and it's you and me pointing at each other and the circle? What's the circle? That a certain group of individuals make the, cir- make the culture. Mm. Anybody they can make culture. No. Mm. That's the thing. Okay. Why not? Not everyone can make a culture. The people with the power make the culture. Yeah. But anybody could get the power, right? No. No. That's the point. Mm. I don't know if I agree with that. You think anyone can make culture? I think anybody has the possibility to i don't think everybody will but i think the possibility is there the possibility is obviously there but given the current system this is not true Mm. i guess yeah if we take it on a on a idea of what's more likely then yeah i agree with you but i think obviously anything's possible in a certain sense so i I guess anything is possible in that regard but probabilistically speaking just from what I understand about the human genome and, and human mm-hmm. behavior. Yeah. Trust me, man. Some people make culture. Yeah. Others follow it. Okay. I, I, that's what I'm trying to I say. I see what you're connecting. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. But so that's, that's a, what I'm saying. That's like, a shift I would like to see, we though. We make culture. Mm-hmm. We make culture. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, like the last three or four months, I've stopped eating breakfast. Mm-hmm. And that's allowed me to maintain, and I wasn't fat at all, but it's made me a, probably drop a couple of pounds and right. maintain still enough calories to maintain my muscle. And that was just by dropping breakfast and doing 
a poor approach of a fasting diet, basically. <laughs> I won't say I've been doing it well, but um, I don't know. I was listening to Peter Atia, I think is how you say his last name on YouTube. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know him. He was on Joe Rogan's a bit, but um, he was talking about how it's hard to parse out whether the positive benefits are from fasting itself, like actually not eating during, during this point, or actually just restricting calories. Right, which right. More, it's just something where more research needs to be done there. Which was, but it, it's an interesting thought where, like, I feel a lot happier right I now. I know a little bit about that. Yeah, but I feel a lot just from my own personal experience, a lot happier right now. I do love breakfast meals, like breakfast burritos and stuff like that. But I was able to cut that out, and I'm the type of person that likes to indulge if I Same. let myself get carried away. Same, bro. Trust me, I've been <laughs> on a sugar spree so mm, bad, yeah. so bad. Yeah, um, and. I work four days a week, and so I'll get a meal, just a, Same. a moderate lunch from my work, yeah. and then I'll go home and just binge on food. But it's a type of binge where I'm almost trying to get enough calories in, and I, everybody's on a spectrum where it's harder to gain weight or harder to lose weight, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm somewhere in the middle or maybe on the side where it's just harder to lose is where I tend to... I'm the slight opposite. Yeah. So we're complementary in that regard to yeah. each other in a, in a funny, funny little way. <laughs> um, but that's helped me kind of battle against that that programming or whatever that is exactly where... Because um, I, I, I get a happiness from like indulging in that sense, you know? Right, right. And because I cut out breakfast, I'm allowed to do that now, which is really nice where I get to go home and basically have this feast and it's sure it's fun and it's it's, it's a good i l- enjoy it often um yeah the thing with fasting is there's this process called the thing phagocytosis okay and the idea is when there's limited amount of resources mm-hmm. the healthy cells they eat the unhealthy cells yeah to sustain yeah. Themselves. the cellular cleansing cellular cleansing yeah that's what fasting does so that's the idea yeah of, of why fasting is good mm. okay yeah but yeah, I guess, <laughs> yeah. well, like just, I guess, connecting it back to that cultural shift where um, just slightly changing my idea of what my eating habits should be. Because I, I like I, this time last year, I was making these big, beautiful breakfast burritos to have every morning to start my mm-hmm. day out with a big meal and then realizing I don't necessarily need that. And if anything, I could make a breakfast burrito and eat it at night and skip breakfast and eat at the earliest by like 10, you know, and then I still get all my nutrients in and calories in, but then at the, I feel this almost different urge and it's almost connecting back something I keep circling back to where it's like, it almost feeds my spirit in a sense where I get to indulge. And it's another time where I feel like I changed how I was cognitively perceiving how I should eat throughout the day. Right. So I changed my mind and then also got my body in the right positioning where I have no food in the morning, but food at night, a lot of food at night. And then I still feel my spirit get fed at the same time. Right. To kind of try to connect back to that idea. I guess I've been having a lot. Uh-huh. It's just a, all those three things aligned very well, I think, in yep. that particular moment as that example. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yep. Do you have any thoughts to that or like cultural shifts? Yeah, I mean, just to firstly emphasize the idea of uh, m- modulating one's mood. Mm. That's something that's very complicated to do, and it's tough. Mm-hmm. 
modulation of mood is um would you call yourself scholarly yeah i guess so i think you are scholarly yeah um you're just not scholarly in an abstract sense mm man the just to kind of give you a caveat when you get into scholarly activities in an abstract sense those abstractions become meta hyper realities mm that's a, that's what's scary cuz you think you're reading something about fucking a bird or whatever mm. no that's that's like like that's, almost archetypes yeah exactly Archetype, yeah so that's a, that's the thing that uh and then those archetypes can be utilized in very very um I won't say complicated but I would say very adaptable ways in the real world. Mhm. And it 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 might not even be um it might not even have any functional utility but just the amount of beauty that you can perceive by seeing such an action. Okay. You know by observing something so yeah. profound. Yeah. So deeply. Mhm. Um it's it's definitely like a like a switch that prevents you from doing something stupid if you know what I mean. Mhm. You know? that's meaning you know like if 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 life is meaningful you're less likely to hurt other people hurt yourself yeah be self destructive you're less likely mhm um to do that and i think at the end of the day if i were to describe us we we are prudent you know that we we genuinely care about the future mm. not in an egotistical way but in 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 an adventurous optimistic way like mm-hmm. we want to see an adventure yeah we want to see a story that unfolds and unravels and in the in the most beautiful and most loving way possible mm-hmm. you know yeah that's what we're really hoping to do yeah cuz yeah. come on man if you if you want a story you want the story to be happy mhm although horror is really fun mhm <laughs> you know yeah well you can battle the horror as you go yeah but man yeah. trust me living in in a horror world that's pretty fun too mm. you know if you ever played resident evil yeah there's definitely adventure in horror yeah there's yeah. something about that feeling of coziness that you feel that feeling of security mm. it's a primal instinct like when you know your surroundings are completely hostile mm. but you know you're safe you feel that warmth it's that feeling of laying in the corner of the blanket on on a rainy day have you ever experienced that yeah yeah you yeah. know exactly what i'm saying yeah. right when the lights are down and it's dim and dull and you have a blanket over your shoulders and you're warm and it's raining outside and it's just pure silence that's that feeling that's what a horror can can invoke mm. just that feeling of damn i'm alive and i'm fine and i will be fine mm. and just a moment of respite before you know all, all shit hits the fan so to speak yeah but that's what i'm saying that sadness has the same same charm too like a sad story yeah well depending on like what you experienced before it might feel more home than happiness because maybe you've experienced more sadness perhaps, than happiness at perhaps that perhaps that that's very so, revelating yeah so be just by the fact that you've been <laughs> yeah. in that state of being more even right. though it's like more of a negative state of being it's still more familiar than possibly something you've experienced less like happiness let's say sure so that and therefore happiness would almost feel foreign to you and yeah. not home oh yeah yeah oh yeah like i had that feeling and i've kind of had i don't know a shifting view of what depression is but when i was in high school i thought i was depressed and i think i was just sad all the time but i thought i was and then i don't know when things like slowly started to turn around as they do you know and you start to figure things out and get a little bit more comfortable in your skin so to speak um 
there was a few times where I was like wishing I was depressed. Mm. I was, I was missing, I guess that feeling. And I think part of it, like I said, was, and I, I guess I'm speaking from experience at this point. I was, it was a state where I was like, I know I felt this consistently for so long that even though it was unhealthy and not a great headspace to be in, it was still like a headspace I learned to move through life in. And therefore it was in a sense, my home for a good bit because I, I, it was the only place I habited, you know, I want to say something kind of morbid, but it's kind of funny. Also, if you're depressed, at least you're not hedonistic. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of funny to think about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey. Um, but I guess I just, I, I, I was like trying to step out of myself and I was like, why are you missing being sad? Like the whole reason we started yeah. getting better was to not be sad. And now you motherfucker are going to want to go back to that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like questioning myself. I was like, what do you actually want? And then I realized, okay, I do want to be in this now, like almost new land of feeling normal, whatever that means. But I guess not feeling sad. That's the, we're talking on the emotional plane, mm -hmm. but there's a plane above that, that plane. Okay. It's the, it's the, it's the transcendent plane It's the meaningful plane, mm. plane of existence, the awe. Trust me, awe, the feeling of awe, mm -hmm. holy shit feeling, mm -hmm. that transcends everything, mm. right? Yeah. You think so, right? I do, yeah. yeah. It transcends joy, ecstasy, maybe not love. Like, think, I think love is the one thing that maybe even transcends awe. I'm not sure about that yet. Uh, and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a sad boy, I guess. <laughs> but I, like, I understand the value and uh, I understand why love is also powerful, mm. it's strong, and... But what I was trying to emphasize is that at the end of the day, we want a, a, a story. We want an adventure. And that's just, that's, the, that's more meaningful than sadness and happiness. More meaningful than pain and comfort. Hmm. It's meaningful. That's the mm -hmm. whole point. It's meaning, right? We want yeah. that. And we're trying to, like, I want to create a world in which that can be cultivated. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's my obsession with the government and the frustration with the government mm -hmm. to not b make the fusion reactors because, man, that's a grand story. Mm. And right now, I feel like America is every man for himself or every, every woman for herself. Mm. But if the government was working on something and the people could contribute with the government, alongside the government, okay. towards a mission, yeah. you won't feel like shit every single day. Yeah. You know, well, you'll be like, okay, I'm working in this office. And my money is going to whatever, whatever, whatever. And then this is going to make fusion reactors. And using those fusion reactors, we're going to go to space, mm. you know, or something. Or maybe we're going to power mech suits. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to power something, something cool, something exciting, you know. Yeah. And then m maybe you'll, you'll have a better day when you wake up. You'll be like, okay, this is the world that I live in. Yeah. And it's not where the government is fucking mysterious. <laughs> and these corporations are foreign entities. You know, and mm -hmm. it's it's like we're all, all connected, actually. And yeah. We know what's going on and we actually have a direction where we're headed. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like. See, that's the that's the beauty of zooming out. Mm. Right. Like, wouldn't it be nice if China wasn't so mysterious? I'm getting goosebumps again. No, you're I. I so what you said that, that made me think of is a couple of things. I want to try to string them together. Yeah, where please do. Please do. How do I even start it? Like. That's the idea of love in a Post U.S. World War II. We almost had a better sense of unity. 
Fuck yeah, yeah. Because a had, common enemy, yes. Yeah, fuck com- yeah. We had a common enemy, and that's kind of like we were able to zoom out and see and whether this is good or bad, but we saw like there's an us and them, but there wasn't us is what I want to focus on. We felt more together, and there's multiple different reasons, I think, that influenced that, but at the very least, we still felt together. And now something where we've kind of lost connecting to another thing you said like we've lost some of our sense of awe but also at the same time we've lost our sense of connection as a greater whole everything feels very splintered out and tribal and very uh, almost intellectually segregated in a way um and we've lost that sadly the complexity of the world has also gone so high yes the complexity most people are overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That's what I recently realized. I agree. I yeah. think one of the biggest problems that we face today, maybe the biggest man, and those are pretty bold words, but I think that's I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem that we face right now is the drug drug pandemic. Mm. Everybody you know is either on Adderall or or, or on SSRIs or on birth control. Mm. Man, I mean. If you understand evolutionary biology, they're not really people. Mm. They're like they're like mutants. Okay. Their behaviors are not normal. Mm-hmm. Not in a not in a what's the word segregating or like negative way. That's not what I'm trying to, to say. To other them, no. We don't. Not want, we're not them. trying to other them. Not no. othering them at yeah. all. No. Yeah. But I'm saying we are at the end of the day. What it it, it is other? Th- tell me if this is wrong. It is othering them from their um, biology, almost. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's where the othering is. It's not. It's it's a dissonance too. Yeah. Like, like dude, a woman on birth control is a man. Like not really a man, but you get my point, right? Yeah. Like, I can see what you're saying. I I know women that have been on birth control since they were six. Yeah. Or like on hormone replacement things or whatever. Mm. Since they were six years old mm. or twelve or whenever the puberty. But I don't know. A girl told me she was six. I don't know why she said that. The puberty blockers? Not blockers. I think it was... It, she, I, I think she said birth control. Well, because birth control... Well, birth control is different than like like testosterone therapy. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. But dude, it's still... It's still uh, like inter- interferes with estrogen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does do yeah. that. And, and, and it, 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 it... 66% of women are on birth control mm-hmm. statistically in the USA. Mm-hmm. So every... Like, two women that you meet out of three... They're uh, they're on birth control. Mm-hmm. It changes their attraction to what kind of man they find attractive. Mm-hmm. It changes their aggression levels. It changes their motherly instincts. It, cha- it changes their nurturing element. It mm-hmm. changes a lot of things, man. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, and same with the amphetamines. I think the same thing with amphetamines that it's like sixty percent of college students or something. Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 not normal in a way. Like you know. Yeah. They can't zoom in or out. That's mm. the thing. Zooming in and out are the are the fundamental building blocks of creating culture and bringing change in the culture. You know, yeah. if you can't zoom in or out at all, you can't change culture. You can't be influential. You can't you can't help people even. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so focused on the task. So that's what amphetamines do. They make you a workhorse. They make you a machine, basically. Mm. Same with the SSRIs. Like SSRIs, they they completely radically change your behavior. Because the thing with serotonin, that's the serotonin, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a lot of serotonin, you're not doing that well in life. And if you're not doing that well in life, then that's that's a motivation for you to do better in life. But then you have a person that's doing horrible in life, and then they take SSRIs. Mm. And then they have no motivation to 
to make it better. You know, that's yeah. a, that's also a phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, it can obviously prevent suicide also. That's 10% of the population, by the way. Hmm. But that's still 10% of the population. That is. That is. That is what? It's 10% of the population. 10% is what, though? Taking SSRIs. Okay. Okay. In America. Yeah. But it's still 10%. That's a big fucking number. That's dude. a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people yeah. that, that are just high on happy pills, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. What about Xanaxes? How many people take Xanaxes? Yeah. So many. Yeah. The anti-anxiety pills. No, that's something that's always worries me is the the pharmacology of everything it's the biggest right problem now. i think that we have in the world yeah that's yeah. the f- biggest problem that we have in the world in mm-hmm. america second problem is um the the college system of of uh mm-hmm. debt i would even just say education sure and i, I know think i think education is the third one hmm. okay so you think so um, the financial el- aspect of the college yeah. college system is worse. So almost first medical system. Oh yeah, dude. Second, not just medical system though. S- a specific kind of medical system. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That specific medical system. So almost the pharmacies. Sure. To not even the pharmacies. What but these would you fucking people that? What like, would you say? Dude, <laughs> these dumbasses that keep handing these pills out. Like yeah. A pill for a problem. Okay. Like, no, motherfucker, not a pill for a problem. Mm-hmm. How about a solution for a problem? Yeah. How about that? And it's like, I, it needs to be emphasize, emphasized more, dude. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. A yeah. pill for a problem is a big fucking deal. Yeah, no, I... I They're changing your inner workings instead of, instead of you making your life better. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. And every single interaction you have with other people, it's not harmonious. It's not synchronous, bro. Mm. It's not. It's, it doesn't yeah. go the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Because you are not. You're not fucking who you are, basically. Yeah. In a negative way, I think. Yeah. Especially with women. What the fuck do you think the dating market's so fuck? I'm single. Mm. Fuck that. You know, like it's weird. Yeah. And the thing is, I know. Like you see a girl that's normal. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. <laughs> I see. Like I just see a girl. I know. I just know. She's she's a girl. She's not on some drugs or like. Mm. You know, you just have that, like, love for them. You can feel it. Mm. Just the way they look at you, dude. It's different. They, they look at you. Like, a girl that's normal, she'll just, if she's, like, friendly and attracted to you, mm-hmm. she'll look at you in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it'll be with love. It won't yeah. be with, like, it won't be with, like, I want to fuck you. or I wanna, like, Glazed eyes. <laughs> yeah, it won't, be gla- it won't be, like, glazed eyes like that. <laughs> like that or, like, with they're blushing. They're fucking red like yeah. a tomato when they're looking at you. Yeah. And they're fidgety and anxious. That's not love. Mm-hmm. That's lust. Why are you single? Because I can't, like, fuck that, dude. That's a long story. Do you not want to talk about that? <sighs> I can't talk about that. I mean, I could. But, yeah. <laughs> we you can. I mean, do you want, should I? It's up to you. If you want to pursue it, we, we have, we're very big thinkers, so we could talk about anything. That's the beauty. That's a fun thing. That's a yeah. fun thing. We got to have episode two, three. Oh yeah. We're gonna, you're coming back on. Hell yeah, sure, dude. dude. I'd yeah. love to. I'd love yeah. to come back on. And maybe we can have like specific topic days too. Mm-hmm. So I can actually prove that, Hey, I can hold linear thoughts as well. <laughs> it's not just, I'm just yeah. tangential fucking <laughs> weird, you know? But yeah. Although those are the most fun conversations for me, mm-hmm. but it's just, all over the really? place. Okay. But that's the thing. Like the most beautiful thing is when it's all over the place, tuk, 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 and it connects at the end. You're like, mm. bam, mm. made sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this is, what is this? Like, this is just like, this was us distilling what a valuable source of information is. And this is also the distillation that, Hey, that we both are competent thinkers. Mm. That's what this yeah. podcast is yeah. about. 
Yeah. That's where the tangent exists. Get some of your backstory out there as well. Backstory out there. Yeah. Like, hey, this is proof that, hey, it's not just bullshit. Yeah. It's not fi- It's not fraud. It's not a charlatan. Yeah. That guy's genuine. No, we genuinely want to figure this stuff yeah, out. Yeah, man. No, I'm like, do you I, think I would spend this much time yeah. reading and thinking about shit if I didn't really no, give a fuck yeah, about it? Yeah. Clearly, I do. There's a lot of other things I could fuck off with my time with, but wouldn't be productive at all. Exactly. But I, would, I have bigger interests that I would like to see bear fruit, if you will. The two biggest things that I've done in my life is going to the gym and reading. Mm. Reading, I think. Reading. Mm-hmm. I, it's weird. But I think reading is even even more profound than um, listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was an idea I had. Damn, you got an idea journal. Yeah. <laughs> Big idea guy. Reading is, reading is huge, man. You should read. And um, write. Writing is also... Mm-hmm. Man, the the ideas when they catalyze. Mm-hmm. If you're such a tangential thinker mm-hmm. and you write something, mm. that's very condensed. Yeah, very rich. Yeah. So yeah, read. I got that from Jordan Peterson. Yeah, he helped put that in my head. He did. He that did. you need to write. Yeah, read and write both. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I can I can second that. Mm-hmm. Working out, reading and writing, mm-hmm. even jujitsu to some extent, because confidence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But confidence in your body. Negative elements to that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get aggressive. Like fuck that guy. <laughs> 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 you have to not do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see your idea. What's your idea? Oh, about? this was this is what you made me think of, and this idea I had. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe because I'm a guy, I think about this in more context for guys. Mm-hmm. But I think anybody could benefit from it in the sense where. I think you need to have your health in order to then have your mind in order to then produce. And then this is where it gets to a particular thing I was thinking of. uh, Produce 99 projects that will fail to then learn and evolve to have one project that does work. Yeah, that's correct. That's actually accurate. I mean, Arthur Schopenhauer said that um, a sick king is worse than a healthy beggar. Something Mm. like that. Happier. It was like a happiness quote. Yeah. Like the happiest uh, beggar or the happiest... Um, I'm sorry. He said, like, a king who is sick is going to be sadder than a happy beggar. Mm. Like, if you're healthy, healthy beggars. I know I'm really botching this right now. Maybe a healthy beggar is going to be happier than a sick king? Yeah, something like that. But it was like, it was a relative, like, the happiest of kings or whatever. It's the happiest of beggars, something like that. Yeah. But the idea that he was saying is that nothing else is, nothing else feels real unless you're healthy. Hmm. That's what we're talking about with the, taking too many drugs basically mm-hmm. or the over prescribed drugs where it kind of leads. that's a that's a completely different problem in my opinion I mean, obviously it's related yeah to, to your point mm-hmm. it, to, it is related but i think it's 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 more of a maybe i'm being too cynical but i think it's a it's a deeper problem mm. why expand on that why is it cynical oh god this, this is gonna be so cynical okay I'm an optimist, so I'll help you balance it out. Oh, yeah, okay. So, dude, the thing is that we need labor. Mm. Okay. We need it. Yeah. That's just how society works. Yeah. We don't have slaves. We can't have slaves anymore also. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm Indian also, by the way. So, hey, any white supremacy comments, go fuck yourself, <laughs> right? Because I know these motherfuckers are going to be thinking that if they're there. But that's the one thing about me. I'm kind of... I'm kind of... Like, I can't really be criticized as having a stake in anything. Hmm. That's the beautiful thing about me. I don't have a stake in anything. Mm-hmm. I'm racially ambiguous. Fucking physically, I'm, like, not the manliest. Hmm. 
you know, I'm very in tune with my feminine side also, mm-hmm. right? Artistically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I am, I'm Indian, but I don't really belong there either. Non, so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like a, I'm like a stakeless, yeah, observer. But yeah. I, 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 I love the game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't have a yeah. stake in the game, but I like the game. I love the game. Yeah. So I like to think about the game. Anyway, I don't think it's too cynical to say we need people to work. Dude, the, no, no, no. Is that not right? There's a difference, man. There's a difference in 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 in, in giving someone giving someone an offer that they can't refuse. Okay. That's the problem. The problem's not that um we're gi- give incentives. You're not giving incentives. What are you doing? You're giving you're fucking ri- raising the prices of colleges to absurd amounts of money. Absurd amounts okay. of money. Then you're giving these dumb idiots. I'm I'm sorry, but they are, right? Every every college I'm not saying it yet again. It's not. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not a. What's the word? It's not a worth determining thing. You're giving kids loans. Exactly. You're stupid. You're a dumb idiot. When you're 18, you're a kid. You're. What yeah. the fuck do you know about anything? Uh, you're yeah. giving that kid a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they're going into a degree they they don't know shit about. You don't even know what they the might fuck not even like. They might not even like it. They mm-hmm. don't know anything about it. Yep. You're giving them the money. You're going them, and there's no declaring bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Like what? What the? You're fucking. Are you Satan? <laughs> The fuck mm-hmm. is this? Seriously, man. Yeah. And and then th- then you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. plus more money because four years have passed, mm-hmm. right? And you probably bought a car, but I don't know. You're stupid. Yeah. Now you're like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt, and hopefully you don't have an arts degree. Mm. Imagine you have an arts <laughs> degree now. What the fuck? Are Something th- low paying. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Be a fucking cafe barista for the next forty years. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? You know, especially if you're not good at your art, art, arts degree. Hmm. Arts degree can pay dividends. Dividends, if you're if you're if you're the best in the world. Hmm. Peterson art degree. Yeah. See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Those are artists. The one percent of art. Of the one percent. Yeah. That's yeah. art. You mm-hmm. don't even need a degree to be an artist. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. To be influential, you just need. You don't even need uh, a degree. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that if you're gonna get one. You better be the best in the fucking world to get an arts degree. You mm-hmm. better be the best fucking writer. You better be the best fucking thinker. Otherwise, you're going to be a cafe barista for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. With $100,000, $200,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. And no one loves you. Because mm-hmm. you're $200,000 in debt mm-hmm. and you're an arts degree guy. Even $50,000 can be crippling, 50, dude. Crippling. It can be crippling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, And I'm saying the system, I th- I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying the system's designed this way. Mm. It's designed this yeah. way. Do you think uh, unintendedly designed that way, though? I don't know if it's unintended. I just think it's designed. I, th- I hope. Like, I, I hope don't think somebody, like, intentionally from, like, almost an evil mindset was like, I want to screw these people over. That's I think there's just. What's that? It's not. S- the thing is, it's not screwing people over. It's to get the, it's, it's to get the laborers in the workforce. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's jobs to be done and there's positions that need to be filled. So you're saying that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are you saying that somebody set up the system this way so that we'll have people in the bottom job rung jobs to Man, be able to work that? Is that what you're saying? I don't want to be overly cynical, but I think that might be true. Okay. Okay. Or maybe that was the system and then that system got perpetuated forward. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. Where and we now are. it's unintended, but we're, this is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like the, the, what's the word? The pessimistic sort of pain. Hmm. Is being built on top of, of this system, mm. you know. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, like the systems in place. Yeah. 
and now it's being understood and leveraged. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying someone was like, okay, we're going to do this. But this system emerged. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, okay, this system's here. Mm-hmm. So we can treat our workers like shit. Because what the fuck are they going to do? Quit? They're not going to quit. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to... Yeah. That's the bullseye. Okay. Um, I think... Meaningless jobs, low wages. Not even that wages are that low. But meaningless jobs. That's the main thing. Doing something you don't want to do. Not having the satisfaction within yourself. Mm. Okay. You know? Because if you're, let's say, you're, you're a biomedical guy, let's mm-hmm. say, hypothetically, and you get a job that is, you're like a lab assistant. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be a lab assistant. You want to be a researcher. Mm-hmm. And let's also assume that your job is a dead end. You know? Because sometimes you know it's a dead end. It's just sustaining you. Mm-hmm. Right? That person will not quit that job because he's in debt. Hmm. See what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. That's the problem. Yeah. That's an issue. So what's the solution to that? Solution is fucking lower the prices. This is, uh, this is so absurd. So that there's no debt? Yes, this is absurd. Okay. This is absurd. Absurd. You're gi- do you have any idea how much responsibility $100,000 is? Yeah, it's a lot. You're giving yeah. that to a child. Mm-hmm. A child. <laughs> you can't do that to people. Yeah. yeah. Especially young people. Mm-hmm. What are you, like, you're crushing them. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. This is something that... That's uh, your future. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, that's the country's future. All these people that are like, uh-huh, that's, that's you in the future, you stupid idiot. You're doing that to yourself. Mm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Your kids are going to get affected by that more than you are. Mm-hmm. And then their kids even more so. You want to do that to your grandchildren? Mm. You don't. Yeah. So get your shit together. You know? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm 22. I should not be the one saying this. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this. You have any idea how fucking, how like disappointing that is? Mm-hmm. That I have to say that? Yeah. And no one's doing anything about it? Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to give people a lecture on fucking self-responsibility. Like what the hell? I'm 22. <laughs> I should be like fucking hooking up with women <laughs> and drinking all the Not time. Not caring about. Yeah, but the world so forced me to become this guy. Mm. What do you think? You think I chose this? No, bro. I didn't choose this. Mm. I couldn't help but act. Couldn't help it. But it's, isn't, isn't that kind of a, a tragedy? That like my, my youth is kind of basically stolen from me in a way, in a weird way. Like yeah. I won't really have a youth anymore. Yeah. Because I lost that innocence at the age of 19. Yeah. Because it had to go, you know, because the world is in the state. Hmm. So yeah, that's the shitty thing that, hey, I just can't do that. I just can't get drunk and just like fuck random women anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't. I yeah. literally can't. Even if I'm like fucking hammered. But that's what a 22 year old is supposed to be doing. That is what you're supposed to be doing when you're 22. Isn't that... Okay. <laughs> hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't... But though. you know, like, Plato's allegory of the cave? Bro, fuck allegories. Yo, I know myself. It's too late. Do you know that allo- that story? Yeah, it's like the fucking lantern, and they're seeing shadows in the cave, yeah. and yeah. they think that's the whole world. So how 22-year-olds are supposed to act? They're staring at the wall of the cave of these shadows. Hey, but... And you're, sa- you're right now reminiscing that and yeah. missing that. Don't you, aren't you happy that you're, I am looking at the cave. Of course I am. Okay. Obviously I am. Okay. But it's still bittersweet because I do miss being a kid. Hmm. I think everyone does. When you think the world's perfect and you think it's happy, that innocence. I was never happy until I got out of the cave, I guess, so to speak. I'm happy too. Trust me. I am. I really am. Genuinely, obviously, because it's realer, it's truer, but there's something 
like precious about that naive yeah. idealism and innocence. There's something nice about it. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know, soothing maybe. It's not even soothing. It's like it's like it's it's that it's that <laughs> man, like you you believe the world is mm-hmm. pure mm-hmm. as a kid. That blissful ignorance. But it's not it's not ignorance, it's by design. A kid's not complicated enough to understand anything. Hmm. Like yeah. that's the fucking thing with pedophiles, yeah. right? Like that's the thing with pedophiles. But we could we will at some point be complex enough to understand it, but then some people at our age choose not to and just go with that go with the flow of the party life, you know. Sure. So hedonism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing with kids, like even if a kid's being abused, he doesn't really even process it as abuse. Because they don't have the wiring to process abuse. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. normal to them. Yeah. It yeah. might hurt, it might it might suck, but they're like, huh. It's all they've known. It's, it's all the reality, known. yeah. But it's still it's yeah, so they it's still it's pure in a way. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like when you're a kid you think the world's pure and innocent and perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you grow up and you realize it's not. And then you feel responsible to do something about it, at mm-hmm. least in my case. Yeah. But I'm saying it was nice to exist in that perfect world. Mm. Because it was perfect in my perception. Mm. I miss that. But I'm uh, even now I'm trying to get back to that. But the way to get back to that is the allegory of the cave, you know? Mm. Like that's how I'm getting back to that perfect world. Yeah. I'm going to make the perfect world in whatever way I can. I have three, three thoughts now that are all not connected. That's fine. Choose any one. I'm just going to tell you all three of them Fuck to it. get them out there. I think... Possibly, and I. this is one thing I wish I could research more on, but I have bigger interests, but this is something I've casually thought about. Mm-hmm. But I think that one of the things with the college system that has gone astray is that you see this spike in how much uh, the cost of a degree is right when government started supporting kids with loans or with governmental loans. And so it, it became this thing where the schools knew that there was this supp- supplementation from an outside source so that they could, by a fractional sense, jack up their prices because they knew that it was getting supported from somewhere else. So I think that's part of the problem. That's, um, that's correct. That's the history. Yeah. A second thought. I, that's the, the second thought is, <laughs> and not to be accusatory, I guess, but this is my problem with you liberal types. I'm not is, a liberal type. But, like, I guess you creative types, which creative, liberals that's, that's tend better. to be. You know what? I'm slightly to the right. Slightly. Okay. Slightly. Right. I'm very center. Mm-hmm. Slightly to the right. I guess with you creative types, creative let's say, type is, correct. is that we Peter bounce around. We type. almost lost the whole talk about college thing because yeah. we just bounce around <laughs> through ideas, which is fun. That's the beauty of life, man. <laughs> that's the fun. That's the spice, bro. But you know what I'm saying is we never stick on something and really simmer on it and really boil it down to what it actually is. Do you want me to do that? We can. We can. I'm we just, can. I'm just, I'm, this was a thought I had and I want to point it out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. And sure. then I forget what the third thing was. But yeah, those were the two thoughts yeah, I had. Yeah, you liberal types. You <laughs> fucking, I forgot the third Well, thing. I, <laughs> I, I guess I experience it most when I talk to liberals. Because it's very hard. Because I, as I think you can tell with me, I like to get very detailed about things. I yeah, we we can. Yeah, but I I when I talk to them, it's very almost airy fairy. Um, this really nice thing. Let's talk about this, and it's all rainbows and butterflies. If things were like this, you know, and right, then they, they right, just, they right. just bounce to the next topic. When it's like, hold up, I like that you want to get things to this position. Let's 
talk about the steps, the detailed steps necessary necessary to get there. Those are not easy. No, it's not. They're very tough. Yeah, yeah. But the devil's in the very, details for sure. And it's almost um, self-flagellating to do that if you oh, yeah. left unchecked. You know, totally. And totally. I see that with some of my friends and people I know. But it is also the amount of motivation that is derived from that. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. That's also something to be factored in. Like, yeah, it's grandiose, but you need grandiosity to, to get, get things done, man. You do. You need that higher purpose. We need those visionaries. You need them. But yeah. then we need to build the structure under the visionaries to walk. That goes without saying. Yeah. And I'd love to contribute that, to that also. It's okay. not that I'm just like a fucking mouthpiece. No, I know. But I, I know. Dude, what I'm saying is to do what I ha- what I have done so far, mm-hmm. and to do what I what I what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I had to ha- I had to be this grandiose. Mm. Otherwise, I would not have done what I've done. Yeah, I'm seven thousand miles away from home in a in a country that's foreign to me, mm-hmm. where I don't know anyone. Yeah, like I don't have any any relatives or friends or family. Just me, man. Mm-hmm. I came here with two suitcases, and I'm saying only this guy could have done that. Yeah, what was that like? Can you tell that like getting off the plane? Start start with um if if you can like at your house packing and then getting to the airplane, getting on board and then getting here. What was that like? Very sad uh at home. I I even remember the day as clearly. Mhm. Yeah. Um sad. Yeah. Cuz I knew it was like I was going to go on an adventure. It was like a new beginning. Mhm. Very sad. Yeah. That I knew nothing would ever be the same. Mhm. You know, no regret, no fear, no fear. That was a funny thing. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like okay, this is, I was like, this is just what it is. Have to do it. Right. So it was a good farewell with my family. And I packed and I got into the car. It was an eight hour drive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, it was awkward and weird with the family. Because no one was in belief. Like, it was, we were in disbelief. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. This can happen? Like, this happens. Like, this can happen. So, it happened, man. And it was awkward. I'm not really that intimate with my family, unfortunately. I wish I was more intimate. Um, but I'm a very intellectual individual, and they were very just normal, I think. Mm. So, I could never learn much from them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't really learn much from them and respect them, obviously I respected them, but not as much as I didn't revere them. Most kids revere and worship their parents. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I think they also, it was hard to love me because I didn't revere them. That's also the culture. Like you're, as, a, as a kid in India, you're, you're expected to worship your parents. Mm, like okay. Anything they say goes. Anything they tell you to do, you do. Right? I didn't do that. I was like very rebellious. Um, very by my own devices, very, um, what's the word? Self, self-learning self type. Learned by myself a lot, self-taught. Jiu-jitsu, I taught myself. Lifting weights, I taught myself. Learning to read and write, I taught myself. Isn't that bizarre? Mm. I taught myself to learn, read, and write. Um, so anyway, so it was hard for them to kind of connect with me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it was, it was like, it was awkward because, yeah, it was like, oh, fuck, you know, like, I'm leaving, man. Yeah. And I don't really even, we're not even that close. Mm. And there was that sense of regret and guilt on both sides. You know? Yeah. 
and less so on my side i think more so on their side mm. in hindsight i can see that there was that guilt mm-hmm. yeah because my parents told me that when they went home after dropping me off they cried mm. uh, and the only time i've seen my father cry is when his mother died so that you know yeah that's yeah yeah so there's that regret that um maybe i should have spent more time with my kid because i i don't really know my dad that well you know and i forced trying to know him and by that point it was too late because he wasn't the one who was making the effort it was me when i was 16 i i would like consist because uh, peterson said that you know fix your relationship with your family mm-hmm. so i was like okay since my dad is not doing that i'll try mm-hmm. so i tried but what ended up happening is we fought just mm-hmm. a lot of fights yeah um arguments name calling and i think that was maybe was maybe was guilt or shame on my father's side i don't know what it was but yeah i mean he i know he loves me mm-hmm. i know that yeah but anyway it was weird it was very i don't know what the word is astral it's weird it was like oh, what the fuck anyway i go to the airport i hug my father and the thing is that i walk into the terminal and then i realize i can't go back so i i couldn't even hug my mother oh. i couldn't even say goodbye to her yeah so yeah there i was man in a suit he had the pictures too it looked really funny mhm ugly ass mustache long fucking hair <laughs> got a man bun going on mm-hmm. i had 3 feet long hair um cuz i'm a sikh sikh people don't cut their hair okay so that's why i kept the long hair but i didn't want to wear a turban okay cuz i didn't want to like associate very strongly to a religion mm. anyway so yeah man there i was Uh, and I walked and I walked and I navigated and then I got on this plane for the first time in my life and I I have a fear of planes yeah that's why I probably never got on a plane but I have a fear of planes so when I got on that plane I was like man I'd be so bummed out if I die <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah I'd be like come on really like now you kill me mm-hmm. you know like it's a god or something mm-hmm. like now you kill me bro mm-hmm. really anyway but I I had accepted it too mm-hmm. cuz It's kind of sad to say it would be funny. Mm. You know? Yeah. It would be pretty fucking funny man. Like <laughs> this kid has been looking for to go and then he just dies on the plane. Mm-hmm. It won't even be sad. It'd like I'd be like, "Bro, what the fuck, dude, really?" <laughs> so anyway, I got on the plane. It didn't crash. Uh then I then I, then I went to Japan. It was a connecting flight. So I go to I went to Narita, that's the name of the airport. Mm-hmm. And um it was be- I loved it. It was so nice. I, it was beautiful. That was a beautiful experience. I went and had a ramen. And because I loved Naruto so much, I was very excited because mm. I I had never had like real ramen. Yeah. I was so excited to 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 have that ramen. It was delicious. It was fucking amazing. I lo- I remember it. It was so nice that it was it, the broth was so warm. I was in a suit. I started sweating, right? <laughs> so I was like, wow, the broth can really like warm you up. It was it was it was a, it was great, man. That experience just being that airport airport. I had a orange juice there also, I remember. and I realized the amount of sugar in that orange juice was significantly less than in America which was also uh, indicative of Japanese culture and their focus on health mm. which I thought was really really cool because it was it was it was a minute maid too mm. the minute maid that we drink here is like 60 grams of sugar yeah. it was like 14 there yeah and it tasted better I was mm. like wow this is like this is like fresh orange juice wow yeah and I I like Japan then I got on another other uh, plane and the service was better food service and then i came to usa and i, I couldn't sleep because it was a it was a big moment so i didn't sleep for i think 47 hours something like that mm. couldn't sleep 
because a lot was in my mind. I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I'm in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. And um, just standing in that queue was just awful because my back was killing me. I, I was standing for like, I don't even know how many hours. Anyway, then I g- got into the Denver International Airport and I see CSU staff and they're there to receive me. And thank God they're there to receive me. Yeah. Because I probably would have just slept in the airport for 12 hours. <laughs> and I was just tired, man. I was mm-hmm. so tired. And uh, they, they were like, yeah, we're going to take care of you. We got into a bus. I phased in and out of consciousness on the bus. Got to my dorm. Made my bed. I think I took a shower. Then I just went to sleep. And then the journey began. I didn't know what to do. Because hmm. for the first week... Uh, there were no classes. Hmm. So for the first week, it was just me uh, in, in, in in this empty, what's the place? Um, residence hall. I okay. lived in Alpine Hall in CSU. Okay. So yeah, I, me too. You did? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lived in Alpine. Um, a freshman year, I think, for me. Okay. For you? For you? No, uh, sophomore year, sophomore I guess, year. because I had that year in community college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, you're the first year in community college. Cool. Smart man. Smart man. Yeah, because those first courses are so yeah arbitrary. And, and cheap. And you cheap. can get on community college. That's smart, man. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah, very smart. People should do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then, then we went hiking. The school took us hiking. Hmm. Then the school took us laser tag and bowling. Okay. Because we're inter- international students. Yeah. But then these dicks didn't fucking give a shit what we did. Like, for the first week, they were like, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Then you're just left by yourself mm. in the dark. Gotcha. Then I had to figure everything out by myself. Yeah. And I don't even know what I what I did for the first six months. For the first six months, I was just completely absorbed in my classes. Mm-hmm. That was it. Then I got a job in the foundry, worked there for a year and a half, still worked there, by the way. And started going to the gym, started reading, listening to audiobooks. COVID happened also during that time. That was also hard. How many years, how long did you live here until COVID hit? I stayed here th- throughout the pandemic. No, but like... When COVID hit, I was here a year. Okay. So you lived here a year and then COVID hit. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That was hard. Yeah. Because everything got destabilized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But what that did, my, my grades also plummeted there. Um, I was just kind of devastated. I was like, wow. Because that was also, that's a kind of also a tragedy. You know? Because the first semester, I got 3.8 GPA. Second semester, I got 3.7 or 3.5, something like that. Good grades, right? No? Mm-hmm. And the classes were not even super easy. They were still kind of, still required some com- complexity. Yeah. And good grades. Second year comes, it's all online. Fear, panic, mm-hmm. uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Genuine uncertainty. Because maybe this virus is going to kill all of us. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I could not focus on the classes. They were online too. It was like, I just couldn't do it, man. And I, and I regret that. You know, maybe I could have doubled down on classes at that point. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But with my mind, it was like, if this is the world we live in, fuck this shit. It's so unpredictable. So I, I doubled down on the gym and audiobooks. Mm. So I still doubled down on education. But it was a... I, 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 fuck it, man. It was the right kind of education. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So although that might hurt my chances academically... Because I have I've applied to MIT, by the way. Did I tell you? No. I'll know no, the don't. result in like five, six days. Really? If I get okay. in. So there's a chance I might get into MIT. Yeah. But I'm saying my chance went down of going into MIT because of that second year. Because mm, your grades show Because out. my grades plummeted. Yeah. That yeah. was the thing. But if I applied my first year 
I probably could have gotten into MIT easier. Anyway, I think I, I have a chance of getting in. I still might. Do you hear the feedback? I hear the... Yeah. yeah I hear the... I don't want to interrupt, but... Nah, you're good. There you go. That's weird. I don't know what that is. I don't even know if that will show up on it. Anyways. Yeah. Damn, it's getting loud, huh? What is that? It's a glitch in the matrix. The simulation's breaking. <laughs> I can't even tell, like, a one. Nothing, like, seems to spike it at all. Something else. Yeah, it's the spirits That's of, weird. of the universe. The voices will cover it up, I think. I'm overall. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> the spirits of the universe are trying to interface with us. <laughs> that, ma that made it better. Yeah, that made it better. Oh, maybe it's like... Uh, yeah, it's a signal of the phone. It's your oh. phone's signal, bro. Yeah, not the universe of spirits. <laughs> <laughs> no spirits. No, nah, I'm just joking. I don't even fucking believe in that shit that hard. I just say it for jest. But, you know... But yeah, dude. Um, that's a, that's wild. Like the whole experience. Crazy life, coming right? over, yeah. There's so many small stories in there too, like nested. I bet. Yeah. Small no, I bet there's a lot more inside it. You're just given like a brief summary. I haven't even processed half of it as a thing. I'm still young, you know. I'm not. Mm -hmm. They say that your first forty years um, are your life, and the next thirty are commentary. Mm. I'm sorry. They say complimentary. The, they say the the first forty years are commentary for the next thirty years. Oh. So what you do in your first 40 years? That's cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like yeah. commentary for yeah. the next 30 years. Yeah. So I think Carl Jung said that. Mm. So I like that. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? But that's the thing with me that most of my stories, they're not even stories yet because I haven't processed them. Mm -hmm. I'm 22, man. <laughs> fucking I don't know shit. What the fuck do I know? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I read a little bit. I'm creative, but I don't know. I don't know shit. Yeah. The fuck either. do I know? Yeah, we have all these big ideas. Yeah, we have <laughs> ideas, you know, and maybe some idea on how to actualize them, but mm -hmm. there's a lot to, lot to learn. There is a lot to learn. Yeah, always. So How's it going? Good. <laughs> nice shorts, yo. <laughs> I got a, got a kimono crane. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, we are. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the... That's the story, I, I suppose. Question: What was it though? That's what's cool about this, though, because it captures these moments. True, you know, true. Like you'll be able to take this and be like, like I, I always think of it, of it in the context of kids. Like you'll <laughs> be able to show your kids. Yeah. I don't know how your feelings on that, but you'll if be I able to kids. show future descendants whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yo, this is what I was like at 22. Yeah, I but have some audio recordings of me when I was. Um, 18, 19, dude. Yeah. I have some writings also. That's the yeah. nice thing. I've been journaling since I was about a senior in high school. Good sh All right. We're yeah, the back, y'all. The batteries <laughs> died. But batteries died. I'll be able to stitch these recordings together, though, so you didn't miss much. Um, but, yeah, I think this will be a good time capsule in general just to kind of, I guess, bring it back full scale. Right, um, right. I agree with 
the critique that we have all these other outside problems that might cave in on us, but you kind of focus on the higher resolution. And I think a nice compliment or opposite that we have is I, I really do try to focus on the um, individual. Here's the thing, the real quick, it, 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 I just feel compelled to say it. Go ahead. Dude, individual problems are easy, man. Mm. They're easy. They really are. I think they're easy for you and me. Mm-hmm. But sure. we're okay. Okay, like 10%, 1% of well, people that just get it right. Well, the only thing you can do for the 90% is you can, you can inspire them. You mm. can't even, you can't really do it for them. See what I'm trying to say? This you can't you don't want to do it for them. You can't. But what I want to develop these systems and matrices like I talked about and just almost like I pictured a picture it as like a written program for people. But it's a type of program like what we were talking about they earlier. They have to follow it though. They do have to follow right. it. Yeah. So yes. I but if it's something that once it's made the the value that it produces should show for itself. Okay. You know? And it's a type of program. I don't like the sense of the program unless it's there's something installed into the program where, like I was talking to when we were in the gym, it's self-referential. It's meta in the sense that, um, like, it's not a left or right program. It's just, like, a program that takes a little bit from the left and right and then depending on whatever context of the situation, the program takes that into account as well and then figures out the best solution. Okay. And so that's what I want to try to build. And I think one of the best ways is to talk to people right. that have an interest in this kind of stuff and to be able to try to, um, I guess, boil down and really extract the exact things from particular issues like I was talking with one of my friends, Jesse, and he's been on the podcast now twice with like, we talked for on two different sessions, like 30 minutes on just like tar whether or not you could target abs, huh. you know? Hmm. And that's like, if you take that like and blow it up, very small problem when you think about it, but then you can get it down to like the exercise level and the, the physiology level. And then you get it down to the muscular level and then down to the abdominal level. Sure. And we, had to spend 30 minutes on trying to decipher out what exactly to do with the abdominals. Can you target it? Can you not target it? You know? And so, but then we spent 30 minutes on that. And if you can extract from that the necessary information, then boom, you have a ready script of what do I do when I need to work my abdominals? Right. And then you just take that to anything you want. Like I think of it in this three prong model I've been thinking about if I could find it, where it's um, finances, community, and health. I think that's what binds everybody together in those circles right there. Okay. And so you see, like, I think two is where, like, two things intersect. But I think everything kind of falls within that. And so, like, health and exercise and diet obviously falls under health. I think our personal relationships and everything like that falls under community. And you can, you obviously, you're smart, so you can, tag everything you want under those different circles yep but basically what i want to do is that little 30 minute script we wrote basically that probably could get boiled down to like five minutes and that could even get synthesized to two minutes mm -hmm. almost those two minutes about abdominal training will fit as a little drop in this big ass swimming pool we're trying to fill of health sure that's what i'm trying to think about and get to and everything like that mm -hmm. so yeah, i like that 
So that's kind of the whole idea. And that would have never, like, I do a lot of studying and research and especially watch a lot of videos Mm -hmm. and think about these things, but that would have never been able to kind of come full circle if I didn't share it with somebody else. And we talked about it and he's a, I think he's a sports and exercise major. He's in that area. And so it was of a good person to talk about that with, but you're more of the technology and programming and almost linguistic side of things. So talking about philosophical and philosophical, but you're, what's your exact major? Yeah. 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 So like if I needed to talk about particular things with computers, I would come to you, you know? And so through this, we can talk to different people and also as well, like if I meet somebody that it would be cool if it was in at MIT, mm-hmm. it would be nice to kind of connect and weave oh, yeah. everything together, you know? Definitely. And then that's how we'd foster a better community in general. Yeah. In the sense of, I, I would think of it as almost CSU in general, but then Fort Collins. And it's nice because we're kind of close to Denver, so it'd be cool to speak to different representatives there. Yeah. And then through that, just develop a better Colorado. It's definitely going to make things better. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So that's, I guess, like my whole goal. That's a good goal. Man. Yeah. I like the goal. And it's, and it's just, and it's something that's apolitical where I just want to figure out the solutions to these things, you know? And I think that came from a place for me where I didn't know anything and I felt like nobody was teaching me anything. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the people that were teaching me sometimes had their own selfish intentions in mind. Agendas. That's And their own agendas. That's what I was saying, that I have no stake in the game at all. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess my agenda is all I want is to connect and to know people and to find truth. That's the agenda. If I figure out that there's this new research and you can actually target abs, like our conclusion was, for the most part, you can. And I could get into that if you really wanted to know. But if we, we, a a research article came out and they're like, actually, you can with this particular method or uh, movement or you take something and certain molecules happen. You know, if there was research that came to light, I would love to know that so that we can adjust our philosophy on this particular thing. But with any issue, I just want all the research that's actual real research. So we need real research to begin with. But then once that's established, I just want to string those together for everybody else. Right. So that it's just simpler for the common person to approach, I guess. Yeah. And yeah I, okay. I, I think see. of myself as a common person. I think I'm a, I'm a stupid meathead, but I just have an interest in these things where I want to kind of try to synthesize it for people. Sure. Yeah. So is your, is your main focus going to be on health and exercise? That's where my personal tendency lies. Okay. Like, um, my dad got me into the gym and I've been playing around with weights since middle school. So, and I got more serious about it when I got into college and stuff like that. That's where like my personal tendency or spirit or wiring kind of leads me to. Um, but that just means that I just need to find more people in the community finance sector, you know, but then also bounce my interests of health and exercise off of other people that have that interest, you know, and these are all like basic tenants, you know, I feel like that we just need to follow. And so even if somebody doesn't have a degree in these things, they could still add some input. Like Andrew Schultz had a really good line that I really liked Okay, where he was talking about once his comedy special started getting big, where he was like, you can learn everything you need to know about comedy by talking to people that don't do comedy. 
<laughs> and it's basically the getting the 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 idea from the commonwealth basically because they're the people right. that that comedy wasn't speaking to and so you could once you take in their opinion and their account you can tailor it better to better suit them right and so with all these things like what like i wish the school system was t teaching more about finances but Fuck then yeah. at the same Fuck time, yeah. it's mm -hmm. like, why aren't more people going out of their way to u leverage YouTube and Google and the Internet to figure out how to m better manage their finances? A friend of mine once said that it's an art to decipher the correct information from the incorrect information mm. on the Internet. Art. He said yeah. it's an art. It's, that's a, the, it's a skill. That's my favorite art, I guess you yeah. could say. That's something I want to play in. And. Yeah. I, I like to write as well, so that's my one art. I'm not too creative other than that. I like to write too. I wrote this thing actually. Uh, I can share this with you. Okay. So I have this folder. I call it the Ouroboros. Okay. And the idea of the Ouroboros is these are unsolvable problems. Hmm. That's the whole idea. So everything that I've written here, it's... Um, is that what Ouroboros means? What uh, is Ouroboros? The Ouroboros, I, I, I'm not sure if that's the exact pronunciation. Okay. But uh, the Ouroboros is a snake that bite, bites its own oh, tail. Oh, okay. I've seen that picture. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, you don't know how far in the tail goes. Mm. See what mm. I mean? That's the point. Like how how deep, how long. Yeah, that blows me away. Yeah, <laughs> that it's gets a, me. It's an <laughs> infinite thing. So. Yeah. The Ouroboros is, is a chaos that is infinite. Like they're unsolvable problems. Mm -hmm. So I've written a lot of things here. I've written um, ideas versus marketing. Hmm. Okay. And the, the the thing is, these are like three three words each. Mm. But if you really digest that, like you might have the most brands, dude. That's the whole point. Mm. Like, why the fuck do you pay five hundred dollars okay. for a Gucci shirt? Yeah, I see what you're saying it's, now. It's just it's just it's just like paper. It's like what cloth. It's fiber. Yeah. It's fabric. Yeah. You're paying five hundred dollars for what fabric and a, and a fucking logo mm -hmm. that you can print yourself also, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the, the this is like, I don't know what the solution to this is. Mm -hmm. Ideas versus marketing. Mm -hmm. That's the idea that, that things become a status symbol. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're wearing a Gucci shirt, not because it's a good shirt, because, but, but because it's a brand. It's, it's, it's a status symbol. Yeah. Right? So what the fuck do you do about that? Now it goes down to human behavior, human biology. See what I mean? You mm -hmm. can't solve it is the point. Yeah. But you can't do shit about it. Um, I mean, I would hope you can. That's the debate that I'm willing to have. Yeah. I also wrote this thing. I wrote, I said age of ethos. Then I wrote, wrote unreliable ethos. That's kind of sad because you know what ethos is, right? Can you define it for me? Logos, pathos, ethos. Logos mm. is appeal to logic. Mm -hmm. Pathos is appeal to, appeal to emotion. Mm -hmm. And ethos is appeal to reliability. Mm. So what these influencers do and I'm going to just call them out. They're like, look at me. I have results. Mm. Do you want results? Do exactly as I said and don't question it. Mm. That's ethos. Mm. So the only way you'll buy into that is if you believe in the, in the what's the word? The uh, reliability of the other person. Okay. That's ethos. Mm. So the next, next thing I wrote is unreliable ethos. Mm. So you probably have seen some um, fitness influencers even, yeah. especially... They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm. V-shirts. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know <laughs> shit. Shut up. People <laughs> listen to him, though. Because yeah. he's attractive. Yeah. And he has a good physique. Yeah. For all we know, he's, he's, he maybe ha has a deca cycle going on. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Why does he do that? Because it pays the bills. It gets some money. Mm -hmm. Right? People yeah. do shit like that. Yeah. 
so that's the that was the problem with, with the whole uh, ethos thing hmm. that it's uh it, it, you said people why don't people leverage um youtube mm-hmm. and shit like they do but they're idiots yeah <laughs> most people are man i'm sorry yeah. they're easy to trick and manipulate which is that's why it's the job of people that have a voice to not abuse that their power but they do mm-hmm. most people are idiots dude fucking i call myself an idiot mm-hmm. that's the thing right and if i'm an idiot then we're fucked mm-hmm. we're all fucked but yeah. trust me i am an idiot right yeah i am so mm-hmm. if i'm an idiot what about the average Jew on the street mm-hmm fuck right? <laughs> <laughs> we're screwed yeah but we're not screwed is the point as long as the culture is in the control of the right people mm. that's the whole idea you know of the mm-hmm. of the globalized yeah. uh, economy and the the globalized world that as long as the people that 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 are in power have the right intentions mm-hmm. good intentions we will be fine mm-hmm that's the whole thing but yeah. if they do the wrong thing then that's game over gg well played mm-hmm. mass extinction man yeah i know it, it's not even that hard we have nukes mm. we're monkeys with nukes <laughs> yeah that's scary yeah fuck yeah you know imagine if an idiot gets into office imagine mm-hmm. just imagine an idiot with a, with a hot temper gets into office mm-hmm. we're fucked yeah right yeah yeah so yeah that's the thing <laughs> kim jong un for instance right yeah it's a thing man it's a real thing mm-hmm. you know so that's why i think it's uh i don't even know what it, how to solve the problem that's the thing i don't know how to solve that problem yeah, yeah. it's tough well i'm going to try to solve it <laughs> they're all trying to solve all these it. things yeah. yeah yeah but they keep re-emerging they do that's why it definitely they're the oro bros that's why we have a golden age and then a bronze age or a dark age mm. you know like the guild like guild event the guild age is the wrong example but you have a, an era of progress mm-hmm. and then you have an era of recession mis- misery yeah yeah so you know mm-hmm. why can't the era just be golden that's what i'm trying to trying to discover mm. i'm not trying i'm not trying to make an appeal for utopia mm-hmm. that's a that's a fool's dream mm-hmm. utopias are fool's dreams yeah but a golden age that that never ends possible yeah you know yeah. incremental gradual progress at a rate that is that is fast yeah that's the golden age yeah right technological advancements well this is what we were talking about with meta strength or meta competence that I was trying to get at hmm. where even when we sense this dip there's already a mechanism in place that senses oh we're in a dip course correct right to be said very simply and that's what i think we're both trying to get at at the same time and I, I i don't even know if that's the best words to describe this mechanism that we're referencing but depends that's the best words i got right now it depends on what you mean by course correct that's the thing like mm. i don't think there's a course i think you make the path mm. at least well, like, at least in my case well like we we're talking about with that tendency that some people will aim that way and then or point down and so if you're pointing down then you have a course of going down wit downward is right. all i mean and so if you're, if we're po- like right now in our society, in certain respects, we're pointing down. We are, you know, and so it's just like a course correct of, yo, we're pointing down. Let's correct back up basically. Yeah. I mean, that kind of points me to this, this thing that's very interesting. And I think it might be a good, good way to, good place to end the podcast also. Okay. It, this is for the viewers listening. So let's see here. If like if someone is feeling like they're not making progress, hmm. or they're feeling like things are very slow, okay, 
or they think that they're incompetent or they're foolish or they're something, whatever, you know? The two things that I, I'd like to say is, the first quote is by Napoleon. A genius is the man who can do the average thing when everyone else around him is losing their minds. That's the first quote. The second quote is, the world is full of obvious things which no one by any chance ever observes. Mm. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you feel like you're down in the dumps and you're not enough, you know that even if you're making average amounts of progress, today that makes you a genius. Mm -hmm. In this crazy world that we live in, that makes you a genius, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So keep your head up. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end it, right? Well, I have a little thing yeah. where the previous person uh -huh. asks a question to the next random person. Okay. So I like the note that you ended it on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But the question that was proposed last by the last person that was on okay. here was, what is the best milkshake? Oh, okay. <laughs> the best milkshake has to be... What is the best milkshake? I think uh, Five Guys Cookies and Cream. Ooh. Okay. Right? Yeah. They have this one, it's called, um, what's it called? Double Stuff, man. Mm. That stuff? Yeah. It's Oreos, Cookies and Creams with um, chocolate, I think. Mm. And there's one more Oreo. There's two Oreo flavors. Okay. And they have cookie crumbles and vanilla. That sounds really good. That's the one. Go get yeah. it. Shout out five guys. I worked <laughs> there for a month and got fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to pose a question to the next person. Sure. Anything you want, lighthearted or deep or heavy or anything I want. Any I'll... question you want. I don't. I guess I'm seeing a person in a couple of hours. I'm not going to tell you who. You don't okay. even know them. But yeah, it's going to be asked to them. Whatever question you want to ask the next person. Um, I'll ask a. Man, I don't know if I, if I want to ask this question. Fuck it, yeah. What's the ideal human being? Okay. Simple question. I like that. Right? Awesome. We're going to end it there. Yeah. Thank you, folks. Hey, thank you. This was with Sham. Yep. Good. Sham shares sing Sodi. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers. Bye, everybody.